Welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 124. We're here again. It's been two weeks. Just over two weeks. And, um. You're burping five seconds. A lot in. of, ha- lots happened in that time. We got a lot of announcements, a lot of news, a lot of interesting shit's come about. Um, is there anything you're particularly excited for around that's, that's come about in the last few weeks, like news wise? Death. Death? Yep, yep. Yeah, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice that did receive Game of the Year award at the Games Awards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Which is, oddly enough, good choice. Do they have I, I awards? Like yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean that happened. My favourite part of the Game Awards was when they rattled through three or four awards in a row without calling anyone stage <laughs> to accept the awards, without even showing clips of the games, and they just, you know, just went, here's the names of some games. This one won. It's like the stunt Oscar, isn't it? It's fucking... There isn't a stunt Oscar. <laughs> exactly. But there should be. Um, okay, right. Well, let me just rattle off some news for you. There's some exciting stuff happening. We've got No More Heroes Free. That's been announced. Um, since we last recorded the podcast, there's been some been some updates coming out for Super Mario Maker. The Legend of Zelda pack. So you've got some Link to the Past stuff in there now. Well, not Link to the Past. It's Legend of Zelda 2, isn't it? No. Sort of. It's just a Zelda thing. Yeah. Um, what else has happened? What else has happened? Um... Oh, uh, I, something happened that I never thought would happen. I actually got tempted to play Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh. Because oh. I don't know if you saw the trailer, but they did like a whole generations, like a celebration trailer because of the new movie coming out. There's a new movie coming out. There's a new out. movie coming out. Uh, it's coming out in only four days here. Uh, Two so they, days. Is it the 18th? It's out on Thursday. All right. So they did like a big celebration thing and um, and they've announced like there's like a great trailer. It's all CGI. It, apparently it's done in-game engine, but they always say that and it looks like nothing like the actual game. Uh, but they had everyone in there, including like Count Dooku and, and General Grievous and, and Obi Wan, Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan. Was Chewbacca there? Chewbacca was there, I believe. Yeah. Um, but it all looks really, really was good. Lumpy there. Lumpy, his son? No. Grant, his nephew, isn't it? Is it his nephew? Or was his son? I can't no, nor can I. Um, but that happened. Um, there's been like a bunch of other stuff, like loads of. There was a Nintendo Nindies Direct. We've got Sports Story coming, Sequel to Golf Story. We both reviewed that a few years ago now. Um, and there's just I remember that loads of shit on the horizon, which is really weird because they've announced a lot of stuff like the new Xbox and things like that at the end of the year. And you think that they wouldn't do that? They want to promote the stuff that's going to sell at Christmas because that's like a big time for games. But no, they didn't do that. Yeah, but um, Microsoft have a thing going on where if you buy a Xbox on credit, you get money off the next Xbox, don't you? Yeah, which is just I mean, it's really just trading in. But yeah, yeah, they're they're trading as well. The Xbox Series X. Yeah, which looks like a PC and apparently has interchangeable parts. So it is a PC. I don't know about that. So it's just a PC, basically. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, on to the reviews. What we, what do we do here? I should probably say what we do here before I talk about the news. Uh, we review stuff and things, four things each, every two weeks. Normally video games, TV, movies, instructional videos about weight loss. You know, whatever we find on the streets, because we're poor, homeless, with the urchins. Oh, and welcome to the post-apocalypse. Post, post-apocalypse now. It's been T-minus... Three days since we decided to fly into the oblivion mm-hmm. with Boris the fucking moron Johnson at the helm. So let's see how that goes for the next few years. My favourite thing's going to be um, when their Facebook memories oh, keep yeah. coming up and they're going to it's going to remind them. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I can't wait for the NHS to burn in flames because all the poros just need to die. All right. So, right, your first review this week. So, what are you going to review? Tell us all about it. Well, do I have to review something? Yes, go for it. Episode 124. This is five, a setup. Three, you've set four, me up here. 7, 8, 9, 11, 12. Go on. What have you, what have you been doing? Uh, what, have you, what have you played? Let's talk about The Division 2. Okay, let's go for it. So, I got that for a tenner. You did. I spent. £10 new. I spent £40 on it. 
It was at 10 quid in game, so I was like, ah, fine. Now I'll make that my first game I buy for the Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's technically like, not, because you've got Games Pass. You, you yeah, but I haven't bought any of those games. Okay, all right, yeah. When okay, the Game Pass okay. ends, I don't have them. I can't play them anymore. All right, okay. You cunt. Um, so, yeah, it's the same as Division 1. It's very similar. Um, there's, I, I don't even know what new features there are, other than, like, there's a few more... What are they called? The tech things you can use, like like your drones and your turrets yeah, and all yeah. that. Yeah, there's a few tech levels, and there's also yeah. some more to the end game. Yeah, uh, it's, it's all set in Washington, D.C. this time, and that gives you a bit more variety, I think, to the layout than the first one, because the first one was very sort of central New York City, and it was all, you know, skyscrapers and tower blocks and stuff like that. There was a couple of different areas, but it wasn't... It was all concrete buildings. There's a bit more parkland, and there's a bit more rural, you know, like, Houses and things. Going yeah, on it's in. a bit more built up. Yeah, and you get the White House to run around in. Yeah. Um, in it this feels game, more alive. I don't know. I haven't seen many players running around. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't see a ton of them, except in the hub areas. Yeah, but um, I think it kind of instances you a lot, though. I think. Yeah. Like keeps you out of it, but yeah, mission wise, it's, you know, standard stuff. You run in, you shoot a bunch of terrorists. Sometimes there's a few too many. I think some of the missions seem to go a bit too long, which just endless corridors of shooting things, but. Yeah, it could could up the right a bit. It does occasionally. You sometimes get stuff like where the EMPs are going off, and you got to destroy the little EMP devices. Yeah, so, so you, you can use your tech stuff. Use your your tech because um, you, sometimes you get a little break where you can actually kick your tech out. Use your tech briefly. Yeah, in those bits, and using your little drone just explodes. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun enough game. Uh, you know, uh, there seems to be a lot more customization stuff going on. Oh, this one, I think the last one didn't have much in the way of actual like clothing and stuff did it, it was the other like... one was a bit odd so um, I got into the division one like a yeah. year no six months into its life so by the time I got into it there was quite a bit going on hmm. the only problem I had was that it was fantastically designed environment and the tech was all there and it was all really interesting but when you saw people interacting you would see the same interaction about 17 times in the space of one two hour playthrough yeah and you would see, like, maybe a deer skitters off, but then the exact same animation is five seconds later and the deer doesn't move if there are people who just sort of barrels through them. Um, and you would also have terrorists would stick to, like, a triangular pattern as they're walking through the streets. You'd always see the same free, free, um, free people in a sort of the same sort of pattern. Um, and it just, that's what I mean by life. They picked a great environment and you don't get many games based in the cold. So it was nice to see, like, the, the breath and stuff and, icicles and snow and shit all those effects were great the problem was that the cold inherently feels dead like you kind of get that feeling it's like post-apocalypse so there's not much well yeah but it, it's still like you'd expect there to be it's it's meant to be there are still people thriving somewhat in that environment not really it's well, dead no there's, there's a like, virus wiped out millions of people yeah, yeah and in this one what's nice is the moment that you step into that new world like the plants are saturated green, like it's bright and it's it gives that sense of life. Like you can see, you can still see like in the first one, you had barriers that were set up to like be checkpoints for virus and stuff so that people mm. would be held back. But they always seem like, I can get around this if you just give me the opportunity to get around it. But there are like invisible walls and ways they got around it. Mm. And it just felt very fake. Whereas in this one, the moment that you get into that world, just fucking peg it in whatever direction and you can get there. Yeah, it yeah. gets more difficult, and it will tell you it gets more difficult, but it seems alive. It seems like you are interacting with living beings. Yeah, it's, it's, good, it's good stuff. I like it. <coughs> um, yeah, I've probably I've over-leveled a little bit. I kind of forgot where the story mission was, and I just carried on doing the other missions. It's, it's cool. And just to decide once I end up at like level 8, and then I've decided to go and do the level 5 story mission yeah. eventually, which was you know made it nice and easy. Um, 
still some things like pistols I find just kind of pointless in that game. Like, you got an assault rifle, that's all you need. Yeah. Like, when, if you're good enough aim with it, fine. Um, Once you get to the later weapons, you tend to move away from that. Because one of the things I found with Division 1 is I stuck to assault rifles and maybe had a sniper or a carbine. Just for pegging people. I should have an assault rifle and shotgun. So if one of those guys runs up with a knife, <coughs> just switch to a shotgun. See, later on, I switched up to a double barrel like shotgun in place of my pistol, mm. which makes sense because it's just like as soon as they get close, you need those couple of shots. Mm. Um, but I'm always running around with a, a light machine gun, so like a big old 200 round monster, and then also like a, a sniper rifle, and it just it gives you that range because you've got. Cause you want to stay away because you've well, no, you got long you're medium, coward and you've got long medium and, and short range. You've got them all in where they need to be. But my, my tech skills, so I use the, the sort of drone grenades. Mm. So you throw it, it's three grenades, they split off and they automatically target people and they have area of effect damage. And then I've also got the automatic turret. But I've got the automatic mm. turret with the sniper, the sniper shot. So it just basically you ping someone in the distance and you just see their health bar drop and then they're just like done. I've just been using the drone. Let the drone fly around. The flying around. one, yeah. Yeah, and using my radar because the radar helps you spot if someone's trying to get around you. Yeah. But, um... No, it's it's solid stuff. I don't know how much I'm going to play through of it. It's like because this seems this game's a bit slow sometimes. These ones they want to drag it out and make you. You can do, do the story missions and... without doing anything else. You can just yeah. knock them all down. I did. I did everything just to get to that secondary stage because there's like five expert. Like there's five stages of specialization after mm. you've completed the main game. So there's like five like different, and they just basically they say. This area, you need to do these two missions. They're super hard, but as soon as you've done those two, you unlock a tower that you go and you kill everyone. And then you do that for each area, and then you basically you get like a wave of peace. And then for story reasons, a new like militia come in, and they're more heavily mm. controlled, and they've got better weapons, and they basically out up the ante. And then by that point, instead of it being your level that defines what you do, you have your gear level. And yeah. you basically just want to start leveling up your gear. I think you get up to like level 500. And then you just you. you that seems way too far off. I'm just gonna like honestly the main game. Bit and you'll get the main game done if you start shoot random jerks. If you just start focusing on the story missions and clearing out the clearing out the um, the camps, you get the main game done in like ten hours, twelve hours. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it is it is one of those things. It's it suffers from Ubisoft's overwhelming issue. It's the same as the late game Assassin's Creed games. Like you open up the map and there's a billion icons, and it's like, hey, guess what? You're not clearing them. You've been concentrating on the story and not been clearing all the side missions and building up your little communities and stuff. I just um, I went to one. It was like, hey, the kids have got a place where they can play games now, and I'm looking and they're playing For Honor, and I'm like, what? Who's running the network for this? Hey, who's running the internet connection network for them to play For Honor? (laughs) Got a server set up somewhere. Someone's cranking it by hand. But um, I've built one of the communities to like its second stage now, and it's got a barbecue, which is good. I like barbecues. Yeah, they won't let me have any. though, you can't <laughs> talk to them. I just that's want... that is that's one of the other things as well. Can't the, the Xbox One just like squeeze a beef out from the disc drive for me? <laughs> just <laughs> squeeze a <clears throat> greasy patty. I just want a steak. Um, I don't to see what they do with these games. Like if they do a third one, I like the second one. The second one's been popular, but not been like as. Like the first one had a really good start, didn't it? And then yeah. it just sort of died off. This one's this one sustained it. They've like mm-hmm. they've they've really added a lot of stuff to it. Yeah, well, they did free updates this time. Yeah. They didn't didn't try. But I think the first one had updates coming for everyone, but you had to buy to get access to them, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, to mm-hmm. get like season passes. Yeah, this one you do. There are season like, there are there are passes that you can buy, mm-hmm. but they're just access to like weird missions that are like 
Um, got bounties and stuff like, like that. Hunter missions and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I did one bounty. You can get loads. Of, there's loads of hunter missions you can just play, but there's like one or mm. two that I found that you can't. I want the hairdresser because I'm pretty sure it gave me a different haircut to what I chose when I was creating my character. <laughs> that was irritating. It depends on what. Hat you and there's got no regular stuff. glasses. It's all shades. Not all of us want to be like Tom Clancy. All of us want to wear aviators and shit. I want some regular glasses for my character. That's all I want. But um, no, it is this sort of stuff. It's more division. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Get to walk around the White House. Yeah, I like the White House being a setting like that. I like yeah. the fact that it's completely unrecognisable. It doesn't have any um, orange bastards living in there. Well, yeah, he would have been yeah. dead long ago. It's probably in the toilet. It's probably in the toilet. Just <clears throat> There's probably a bunker underneath he's living in. He would have cried, ran yeah. away. Absolutely. He would have shoved his sons in the way first. Yeah. Yeah, go on, Baron. Yeah. You take them all on. Just because your name's Baron doesn't mean you're a Baron is apparently too offensive for, yeah. for the president, but he can say all the ethnic slurs he wants. What a cunt. Anyway, so Division. Would you recommend people play it? I mean, yeah, would you say yeah. that £10 is, is a good price or yeah. 20 I haven't felt the need to like team up with anyone yet on it. I've just no. been soloing stuff and running around. Like, you know, I'll unlock stuff on it. There's, you know, there seems to be less of the... Um, but the first one had like towers and it pings things on your area and stuff like that. And there doesn't seem to be any of that in this. No, the story. first one. So you had like once a- you go to a safe house, it will tell you what missions are nearby, and then you'll find stuff as you go, and it will like pick have- up and go. Oh, there's a, there's a tech case. You have the nearby. same here. So you yeah. have you have you still have safe houses, but it's more like yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's safe houses, oh, right, but they sorry, tell yeah. you what's in the area. It's the bases that. Normally- but in the first one, there was like radio towers and stuff you had to activate. One there, I'm sure there was. There was like no, there was like there was like transmission stations. You know, like radio, radio stations. Tower. That's exactly no that's radio big- stations and TV stations and stuff like that. You cleared those out, and then that would basically give you the area. But they also <coughs> had like safe houses and stuff that mm. would do that. So you could get like map updates from safe houses. They'd have a map, yeah, and you go and you get that, and it gives you all the pings in the area of what you can do. They should make one. Well, vehicles. That's the weird thing with these games. There's not enough room in this. Like, yeah, I want to just crash through everything. I want a bulldozer. Just hurtle down the street. Crash through things. Wasn't that what Breakpoint was meant to be? No, Ghost Recon. Yeah. Ghost Recon. No one played that game. No. And that's the one that got all the, like, you know, Sam Fisher appearance and mm. the Predator things and all that sort of stuff. Do Predator in... No, that was Wildlands. Same thing, Ghost Recon. Whatever. It's the same game. All... Wildlands is alright. Played the Predator minigame in Wildlands. It's fine. Yeah, it's a ghost recon. It's but it was just, just it was just like a raid. That's all it was. Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like it was something that would just appear behind you and take out your teammates and then you'd suddenly be another random NPC. <laughs> it would be a case of the predator like basically would just have like a machine gun that was a laser instead. And he would just jump around cheater. to predefined points and you would just shoot at him. It wasn't it wasn't great. It's lazy. But it was it was interesting to see that. There's a predator game out next year, isn't there? There is PlayStation Four. Bet it can't be as good as Predator 2 on the Mega Drive. Made by the same people that made Friday the 13th. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, like, that's doing really well on all consoles. Yeah, but they've lost the license to that game, yeah. haven't they? They're not allowed to make anything else I still can't, I'm, su- I'm surprised it came to Switch, you know? Yeah. No Jason X. No. The best, Jason. <laughs> anyway, you review something, you... Yes. Flange. Yes, I, yes, I fucking will. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Um, it's only a quick one. Um, I played through My Friend is Pedro. Did you know? Yeah. Did you know? Me familiar S Pedro. Um, you feel proud of that, do you? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit proud of that. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an interesting game. It's not what I thought it was from like the screenshots and the reviews and stuff. Because I was expecting it to be sort of like on the rails, so the guy just moves through the level, 
and then you basically just have a button. Oh, that's to Tony spin. Hawk's was shooting. Yeah, it, well, no, it's not even Tony Hawk's was shooting. So basically, you are a quite a floaty, floaty controlled person. Mm. You travel for a level. You have a sight that you control with the right thumbstick, and then you control him with the left. And you move through the level, and you just shoot everyone. Yeah. And you get you get points for combos, and you've got a few tricks that you can do. And there's like skateboards you can jump on and ride through the level, and you can jump on you can jump on oh, gas I canisters. Following that game's development from the very early have days. Have you played it? No, yeah, I can't. Do that. <laughs> it's free on Game Pass. That's how I know. I, I downloaded it, but I've got other stuff to do. I don't have infinite time to just sit around playing video games. Okay. Yeah. But, Some um, of us have a podcast with it. <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really fun game. It's really fluid. Like I said, it's floaty. Busy making that content. Yeah, uh, it's content. floaty, but it but it's smooth and it moves very very good. There's a nice. There's a talking banana. There's a talking banana. That's your friend Pedro. That sort of tells you where you're going and what to do. There is a storyline to it, but it's all very pulpy, silly, almost superhero stuff. Um, there are some particularly good levels that, that stand out, like towards the end. I played um, the Mario Maker level. Did you? Um, towards the end, you have levels where you basically have to, it's all a timing exercise. Up until then, it's just been shoot, 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 and like, mm. you just work out the best way to shoot people in a level. Towards the end, you've got levels where you're dodging lasers and you're shooting laser nodes and they sort of go out for a second. It gives you a second to jump and you have to time everything really well. Um, there's a great level where you're in the sewers and the sewers are completely filled with gamers oh, where all no. these people oh, like, kill them. all these people were like LARPing like they have armour and they've got giant axes and they slowly run towards you um, and, and there's a great level where you're where you're on a bike and there's one where you're dropping from the sky and you have to shoot people whilst you're falling through the sky it's all very fun and very exciting it works great it's very kinetic the one thing I will say is it's incredibly short but that kind of serves a game like this well the levels it's made by like one guy yeah the levels aren't too di- is it really? Yeah, it's like one, one, two, one guy, and then a bunch of like you've got musicians and stuff involved, yeah. but one guy put the bases of it together, oh. pretty much. Um, it's really impressive. Um, mm. But yeah, the levels are short. They, they, it's very, very replayable because you've got high scores and stuff, so you can try and beat your high scores. Mm. And uh, there are unlockables, so I've unlocked unlimited ammo and a few bits and pieces like that. Don't have unlimited ammo. What? Don't have unlimited ammo from the start. No, you watch that trailer. I wouldn't even question there'd be ammo to pick up. <laughs> There is. There's ammo to pick up. There's different weapons you can have. There are some that are two-handed, so you can only have one weapon at a time. There's a great mechanic where you can hold the left trigger and you can control the... So you can hold the left trigger whilst you're aiming at something with your red red sight, and it will lock the aim there, and then you can twist around and have the other arm control the other. So as you're like spinning or like travelling down, you can shoot mm. two people at once. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just really fun. And it reminds me a lot of... Um, I can't remember the name of it. The Mexican-themed GTA rip-off. Total Overdrive. Total Overdose. Total Overdose. Or Chili Con Carnage Chili on the PS3. Carnage on the PS... PS3? And PSP. PSP. Yeah. Um, or... Uh, there was or, a PS2 port of it as well, I think. Right. Or Sunset Overdrive. Mm. Yeah, games like that, where it's all score-based, it's all very quick. What's nice is that this doesn't... This doesn't give you that... Because a lot of the jank from those games, like Sunset Overdrive was really good for traversing, but mm. as soon as you, you found an area where you had to walk, it became a slog. And also it was a little bit janky, moving around sometimes with the monsters running about. And it was the same with... Sunset- bought up by Sony now, aren't they? Yeah. The same with Sunset Overdose. Yeah. Sunset Overdose, as soon as you're driving Total a car. Overdose. Total Overdose. Soon as, same as Total Overdose. As soon as you're it. driving a car, it's a fucking nightmare. The bits where you're shooting are when it comes oh, I hardly ever got in a car in that game. We Did just ran know? everywhere. I remember you have to get to the docks and you have to drive a car and it's just mm. a fucking nightmare. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's really good. It's not perfect, but the game like this isn't meant to be. It would, perfect, it would be perfectly at home on a Switch, but if you've got it on an Xbox... The surround sound, the Dolby Atmos is fucking incredible. Mm. Everything going, everything pinging, because there's like bits where you can shoot frying pans and shoot into the frying pans and it ricochets off. It all sounds 
fucking incredible. So it's really, really good, but it's not for everyone. I think that this would be, this is the kind of game that I see a lot of people that like Fortnite and like, like small, small format games where you have like 20 minutes a game. This worked perfectly if you're like, what's some downtime for something like that. Or if you're playing a long form game and you just want something that you can chuck on for kids a minute. Kids don't actually play Fortnite. Do they not? No, okay. most kids just wander around on Fortnite chatting to each other while oh. they're in the game. Oh. Like they don't actually actively oh, I give this a Sam participate Neil. in the game. Give this a Sam Neil. Really? From Daybreakers. Daybreakers. Not Sam Neil from In the Mountains of Madness. Or no, what? that's too good. Is it? I don't want to elevate this to that level. I'm saying no. this is good. Possession. That's that's Oscar worthy. That's an Oscar worthy Omen two, four? Which Omen one was three, wasn't it? One of the ones. Oh no 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 no. Omen no, it was Omen Three. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, and your review. Oh. Um I watched the toys that made us. Oh yeah? Season yeah. three? Yeah, sure, why not? They talked three? about My Little Pony, um, Power mm-hmm. Rangers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Turtlers. And there was a fourth thing, and I can't remember what it was, because my brain. My brain don't good. Brain don't good right now. No. But, um, yeah, there, there was, it was a nice series. Even though, like, the Turtles episode, Turtles episode was really good. But, like, it's like the five millionth time I've seen a documentary about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, there's, there's, been a, a, there's a lot of them. Like other shows have talked about them and like at length. There was a movie length documentary that was done a few years ago. Yeah, so they got an say. interview with um, what's his face, Uncle Phil from yeah, because he was like he was interviewed in it and then he died not long after they interviewed I him. I remembered it because they went right up to the end, didn't they? They did the well that music documentary stuff. like it covered all the stuff up to the film and then it kind of breezed over and then for twenty years there was more turtle stuff and then it well, just no, kind it, of ended. It went up to the live tapes, the music video stuff they did. They went, went up to the movie and talked about the phenomenon and all that and things, but then they just sort of brushed over the rest of it. Oh, but the toys that made us else. kind of... They they got through all the thing and they talked about the toys and everything, but mm. then they talked about... They spent about at least 20 minutes going over what come after the movies. Yeah. Like, so they talked about the TMNT movie and, you know, the toys that came from stuff like that and, the you know, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is the current, current toy line. I bought a figure of that. I've got one over there, mm. which is for my nephew. It's not a bad series, to be honest. It's quite yeah. funny. Yeah, it's quite funny. It reminds me of Jackie Chan Adventures. It really reminds... silly and like really funny stunt sequences and stuff like that. The action sequences are really kinetic, as I'm the kids to, call I'm it. I remember what the fucking what the series was. It reminds me of. It's like a lighter Astro version Boy. of Samurai and Jack. Yeah, but it's a it's a good series. That yeah, um, they should have focused obviously a lot more on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Next Mutation, the greatest Ooh. turtles. <laughs> they did talk about how much they hated My- Venus de Milo. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Which um apparently they're like um Peter Laird didn't want anything to do with that. So he basically went, Yeah, sure, whatever, do it. I don't want to be a part of it. It's really weird because in the original <laughs> animated series there was a female turtle, she had a pink headband. Uh, no, there wasn't. Yeah, in the original animated series there was a female turtle, she had a pink headband and I think it turned out that she was a human that was mutated into a turtle rather than being a turtle. And the new ones have got one. Yeah, new cartoons. I've not the not the original. Yeah, the original, the fifth turtle in the original was a boy. Nope, there was a girl one. <clears throat> didn't watch it. You weren't your child. You didn't watch those shows. I watched them endlessly every day. But um, no, there's a good series. That the My Little Pony episode was quite interesting as well, with everyone refusing to take credit for inventing My Little Pony. I mean, it, it framed it as if they were all trying to say no one really knows who created My Little Pony. But it's quite clear the lady who designed the original horses didn't want them to be brightly coloured pastel things. She wanted realistic horses. 
and she didn't want anything to do with the brightly coloured ones but then clearly it made her a lot of money and now she has a load of them for herself um, but yeah that, that was an interesting one because they've talked about the Mattel before and all their like girls toys department and stuff no Hasbro My Little Pony but they talked about how they didn't have a girls toy department at Hasbro and it was just like that was their first proper girls toy that was successful yeah but um, yeah it was like it was, it was a solid, solid little series. The Power Rangers one was quite good. It probably gave a bit too much credit to, like, Stan Lee and Saban and stuff a little bit. Like, there wasn't much talk about um, the other people who were involved in the original Power Rangers, Shuki Levy and all that, who were involved in creating the adaptation of Super Sentai and the toys and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And it talked a lot about them importing the toys from Japan, but what they sort of didn't really get into much was that a lot of those toys that were imported, they a lot of the toys for the Power Rangers line were made up for the US market. They weren't straight up the Japanese toys. Like the big figures were, like those old um, eight-inch tall like figures they used to do, the chunky ones, but the smaller figures were all US-made ones. As yeah. well, there's a lot of inconsistency in the de- designs. Um, but yeah, there was, there was an interesting one. That. It was good they went into Super Sentai a bit more, a little bit of Carmen Rider. They talked about Shoto Oshinomori. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of, I think just because Stan Lee died not that, you know, a couple of years ago and now they're like taking advantage to say, Hey, yeah, Stan Lee wanted to make a series based on Bioman, which I've almost finished. I'll be reviewing Bioman next time. (laughs) Um, something to look forward to. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they sort of made that up, but it's important backstory because the woman he was trying to bring it over to the US with was the one who eventually got Power Rangers adapted when Saban went to her with it. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, they could have spent a bit more time with the toys on that one, I think. They spent a lot of time talking about the show and not the toys. But um, yeah, it was a it was a good series of toys that made us fun, light-hearted, silly, you know. Um, the voiceover guy's not really super effective for when it gets to more serious moments because of his whole cartoony hey voice. Yeah. And there's a lot of editing to like make jokes, but it is meant to be a light and breezy show. It's it's the sort of thing they would have had on, you know, when Channel 4 used to be obsessed with those shows about you know, funny get, lists get, about things. Get back together, the eighties yeah. toys from the eighties and all this yeah. sort of stuff. But um, yeah, what was the fourth show in that series? I can't remember what the fourth one was. They covered what the get together? No, um, no, what the one where um, you, toys the, that made us? The, oh, yeah. There's I My Little know. Pony, Power Rangers, Teenage Ninja Turtles, and there was a fourth thing. It was another boys' toy because it always is. But I don't know. But it's, they're running out of toys now. I think that really big enough to make a whole episode out of like I mean they could do Furbies but how far would Furbies go before you just sort of like run out of stuff to say about them yeah I think Pokemon's a pretty obvious one because the Pokemon toys themselves are a huge deal but um you know you know you could do a Cindy episode but at the end of the day Cindy's a rip off of Barbie like I don't know what else they'll do on that show to drag it out any longer <laughs> to make more seasons I don't know I, I would like to see a GoBots episode just to just even though it's a rip off of Transformers, I want to see everyone being really miserable and trying to avoid taking any blame for GoBots, um, especially because a lot of the toys from the GoBots range are actually from the same range that Transformers were made from originally, the Diaclone figures and Micro Men. Uh, okay, so mm. she was actually a lizard girl mm. um, called Mona Lisa. Yeah, there wasn't a fourth turtle. Well, she was a fifth, a fifth turtle. She looks just like the turtles, and I remember specifically owning this VHS. Yeah, but she wasn't a turtle. No, but she was the she was she helped them with a crime thing. Oh. When I was a kid, I had all the VHSs. I didn't have because obviously it had already run its course. 
And so all the VHSs were in charity shops. My parents didn't have a ton of money, so they used to buy them whenever they found them. <clears> and I remember distinctly there being a female turtle in that series. And there was, but it wasn't a turtle. It was a bit. Well, the, the fifth turtle was a boy. A little was boy. There was a little, there was a little boy, and he had his own homemade turtle costume, and he had glasses. How good was that animated series, the 2012 one? The CGI one? Didn't watch it. Did you not? That was some so good episodes. had Johnny Knoxville doing the voice of Leonardo. No, no, or no. Jake Gyllenhaal or something like that. No, the, Someone really random does a voice in one of them. In the 2012 one, they had David Tennant as the robot where they took on the Triceratons. Hmm. Um, who was it that did Crane? I mean, it may have been... Oh, I can't remember now. But it was a really good series, really strong series. Uh, I think like they had like the death of Splinter and loads of shit like mm-hmm. that. They like did it properly. And it they wasn't had... Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. It was the guy from American Pie who did the voice oh, of Jason Donatello. Biggs. Yeah. Yeah, for a couple of he seasons. He was Donatello. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it had a really... Oh, and uh, Seth Green took over when he left. Really? Yeah. Um, there was a really good storyline about um, who the kid from Drake and Josh, one of the one of the fucking two, the fat one. He he played a character that was like obsessed with Casey Jones and that lot and dressed like Casey Jones and was like trying to help them fight mutants. And he was just like this fucking utter loser. And they were like, no, no, no. We, we, You're like, fuck like, off, loser. He kept fucking up, kept kept yeah. running stuff from him. And he came back for an arc later where he was trying to help them and he got doused in the ooze. But because there were no animals around him, his body just basically deconstructed into this like pile of just gross like slime. Sexy. And they, they had to catch him because he was rampaging around. And I don't think they ever cured him. Because like every so often in an episode, they'd be trying to cure him, trying to fix him, because he was fucked. Like he, he hmm. was like a fourteen-year-old kid when it happened, and they kept trying to fix him. And I can I can just remember there being like there was like a throwaway gag in like the third or fourth season where he was he was literally just in the freezer, hmm. like just in a thing. And I was like, that's dark. <laughs> that's so fucking dark. I don't need him. He was a loser. Yeah, it sucked. But yeah. And Karai as well. I had Karai. She transformed into like a snake thing. Like it was proper tragic. Like they had like difficult things in there. Mm. And it was pretty pretty decent. Um, Splinter was a, it was a badass. And then mm. fucking Shredder was a fucking badass. It was great. I enjoyed it. The Shredhead. The Shredhead. Is that is that your is that your review of the toys? That yeah, sure. Fine. Whatever. What was your favourite you episode know, then? Because like... you said that the Turtles one was a bit too heavy on the cartoons. Did you prefer the Power yeah. Rangers one? Maybe. I mean, the Turtles one was just familiar. That's the thing. Yeah. But the Turtles one did go on to the newer stuff. Like they all, they all tend to do that though with the toys. Amazing. They tend to focus a lot of the cartoons and not the not the toys itself. The He Man one was good for that because the He Man one actually went into the construction of the toys and the designs and all this. I remember the Star Wars one was really good. Yeah, but they um, yeah, what other ones do they need to do though? That's what I'm thinking. Action Man, the British Mighty Action Max. Man toys, Mighty Max. That's something. They'll probably roll Mighty Max and Polly Pocket into one. You can do two separate episodes. You reckon? Yeah, because Mighty Max had the cartoon and everything. Polly Pocket did. Polly Pocket had a cartoon. Did it? Yeah. It it wasn't the same. They were both Mattel, weren't they? Yeah, literally the same toy. (laughs) Could do Street Sharks. Street Street Sharks. Sharks, Get Vin Diesel in. Street Sharks was mostly a a toy line because the cartoon was dog shit. Could do Gargoyles. Yeah, I don't know. Do people actually have gargoyles? Yeah, toys? people had loads of gargoyles. Yeah, but they're not like Batman the animated toys. series. They're they not, did fucking loads. They're not of major that. toys though, are they? They're yeah. not ones that everyone remembers. Ghostbusters. They're they not Transformers. Then they? they haven't done real Ghostbusters toys, no. no. But they um, they're not iconic toys that Ghostbusters are. The are the toys? Head. Not uh, Ghostbusters. I mean, like fucking what you were saying. What gargoyles? Yeah, they're not iconic toys that people. Enough, street sharks, about them. Street sharks, obviously. Yeah, I would say something like Bike and Mice from Boglins. I'd say something like Biker Mice from Mars, but they weren't even big, were they? Nah. I um, like Biker Mice from Mars. Good SNES game. 
Yeah. Anyway, you review your penis. No, don't do that. Review something else. <laughs> I'm going to review The Surge 2. You Ooh. bought me this as a Christmas present. Um, I opened it early because I'm a fucking bad boy. I don't care about no Christmas. Plus, automatically on the nice list because my last name, Cunt. Um, <laughs> I tried to make it sound less like Cunt and I just ended up saying Cunt. Um, it's better with a K though. Yeah. Um, cunt. Um, I... Nimlout. Over <laughs> I uh over the end. <laughs> I played a lot of the Surge 2, way more than I played the Surge 1, uh, which is indicative of the quality. Because I think the Surge 1 had a lot of issues where the opening really grabs you. Yeah. Like the opening to the Surge 1 was great. Um and it, and and like you were just like, oh here you are, here's everything. Surge 2, the opening is the opening's a bit more ambiguous and also the story sort of pushed to the back a little bit. Um not that it was really present in the first Surge film, Surge game. But in this one, the story is you've woken up after after the ship that you were on crashes. So you, you basically ejected out at the end of the Surge 1 and your escape vessel crashes. You think that you've destroyed the nanovirus from the end of the Surge 1, but actually you've just ended up bringing it here. Um, there is also another survivor, in, in, in quotation marks, who, who was also in the city, and it turns out it's a little girl who is linked to the nanites that are basically wiping everything out. Mm. Um, in the search too, a lot of the city is like basically cordoned off. So again, they've got like virus points and things like that where they try and contain it. And you've got heavy guard, guards, and then you've got like lighter guards, and you've got like basic civilians that are like basically uh, just just being a, uh, a militia. Lots of militia talk today. Notice that. Uh, so well armed militia. Yeah. So you play a guy who uh, who wakes up in prison and you basically have to start by breaking out and then from there you are on the normal chain of like a Souls-like, which is kill, earn points, use points to upgrade. Um, one of the nice mechanics in this, and I'm sure that everybody knows about it at this point because it was like the selling point of the first one, are that you can focus on limbs. So mm. different limbs will have different attrib- uh, attributes. You focus on body parts on the first. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That was like the main selling point of the first one. Yeah. Um, in this one... You can focus on body parts, but also they have a new upgrade mechanic where you fight level one, two, three, four, or five enemies. If you focus a particular body part on, say, like a level five enemy, you'll get scrapped. They can upgrade a level five piece of equipment, level yeah. two, level two, and then so on and so forth. And you can stagger it and you can use that where you will. The harder the enemy, the better the scrap you get. The better the scrap you get, the better your stuff you can upgrade. Um, and it's and it's really really good. Again, the environments are such a fucking world apart from the last game. The last game suffered a lot from dr- I'm in a junkyard, yeah, and I'm fighting robots. And then you're in another junkyard, yeah, all at the same other way. You went, yeah, very easy to get lost in that game. Exactly. In this one, you've got very distinct areas, and one of the nice nice things about it is they haven't been afraid to create like smaller little like. Um, Almost like colonies. Hmm. So you you go from like a big open area to a smaller colony. Like there's one that's a shopping mall that they've converted into like a housing. Is it place. a shopping mall? Or is it a chopping mall? Woo! Do you remember that film where there's a robot going around in the yeah. chopping mall? If I find you kids in here again, you're dead, mate. It's killing everyone. Dick Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's really fucking good. They fine tuned a lot of stuff. There is still was Cameron Mitchell in that. No, he this, must have been. No, it wasn't. It was Grant Guston, Grant Gustason, Grant whatever his name is, the guy who played Bud the Chud in Chud Two, and it has <clears> the couple from Eating Raul, the Al Silver comedy film, Ron Silver, sorry, comedy film from eighty six, eighty four. Watch some real cinema, Dave. Yeah. I mean, it is real cinema. It's you just call me Dave. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Eating Raul was a really interesting film. Uh, Ron Silver plays a guy who is a detective and he finds out that an alien has landed. The alien's killing and eating people. Hmm. Um, and so he goes to try and hunt down the alien and it turns out that the alien is killing and eating people, but he feels discriminated against because Ron Silver is just assuming he's killing and Why eating people. Why is that people. happening in Search 2? It doesn't happen in uh, Eating Raul. Oh, but, um, basically, basically he, uh, he hires a lawyer sues Ron Silver and says, this guy's stalking me and assuming I'm eating people. He wins, he wins a case that says, yes, he's eating people, but you assuming he was eating people and hunting him is a violation of his rights. And so he gets to continue just running around eating people. Ron Silver gets thrown in prison. And then, I can remember the last scene is him in prison picking up the phone to talk to his girlfriend, this woman that he's in love with, like, you know, like Femi Fatale from like a 50s pulp style thing. A Femi Fatale. Femme Fatale. There you go. From like a 50s pulp thing. And um, and she's like, she's like, I met someone new. And then behind her is just this fat, gross blob of a guy with sharp teeth smiling. He's like, no! It's fucking ridiculously shit. Um, but yeah, they're in, they're in Chopping Mall. <laughs> Two of the they in the search too? No. So you're in. So there are different little like enclaves and stuff where you like find people and there are friendlies and there's some really interesting environments. Like you have the 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 slum towns have more roads and like some construction stuff. And then as you go up, you sort of you find people that have so the, the sort of construction area. You find people with stuff that's repurposed construction shit, a bit like Dead Space. Mm-hmm. So you find people with, like big old fucking like uh, concrete breaking hammers and. And, like, some people have, like, Molotov cocktails and, like, flamethrower units that are just literally strapped to their arms. You get Molotov cocktails from the off-license yeah. if you're determined enough. Um, and then as you go up, you get people with, like, fucking, like, um, shields and stuff, like mag shields and, mm. like, and big old swords and things. And as you as you work your way up, you get better and better weapons. Obviously. Um, it's really fucking fun and it's very addictive. If you like a Souls game, but you want something where you can influence your pickups and you can you have a bit more... Uh, Stuff is more tenable when you can focus on those limbs and you can get those oh, upgrade like the, parts. The quiz show, yeah, um, with Walter Davis. <laughs> and it's it's nice to be able to it's nice to be able to go. All right, I need a new helmet. Mine's broken. It's purple. I want a new one. Yeah. So I'm going to go and find one. Just um, give it a buff. <laughs> and and you go and you just start chopping off dudes' heads and you're like eventually you're like this helmet fits. It'll fit right on my head. Getting your hand on some dudes' heads. Get, so some, you can, get some hands on some so dudes. There's a really nice. I think that it's on purpose. Liberate his helmet. Yeah, I think it's on purpose. <laughs> I hope it's on purpose. There's an enemy that pops out from like uh, from the front of a shop when you're in one of the richer areas, where more boutique, like a boutique area, and he jumps out. And he's wearing a cowboy hat. And he has a red striped jumper on, and there's a big old blade weapon. And I was like, "Oh, is that meant to be Freddy Krueger? Because it looks a lot like Freddy Krueger." And I think it's meant to be like a nod to Freddy Krueger. It's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, but there's some like there's some really difficult bosses. There's one particular boss I'm stuck on, and then once, well, I was stuck on, I should say, a few days ago. Have you tried uh, getting good? Yeah, I've tried getting good. Um, mm. Once you get past that boss, for story reasons, stuff starts going a bit crazy. So there's new weapons introduced. So mid game, you sort of you get like this, like dun dun. And it's like all this other shit comes in, and there's loads more nanotech weapons and things like that. Mm. It's really fucking good. It's impressive. I, I think probably the most impressive thing is the scope. I think everyone knows the surge and that beginning area. No one played the surge. Loads of people played the surge, and I think if you played the surge, you know that beginning area like the back of your hand. <clears throat> I'm like that with four different areas in this game now, mm. and it's just it isn't it isn't because I've spent so many times like so much time going through them. It's because you keep finding new areas and there's new paths as you unlock shit as you like kill a boss and it opens up a new way to get back to a save point and it's just a honeycomb map in your head of where everything is and it's really nice that's to what Souls games are usually like isn't it it's no, usually lots of shortcuts that you uncover yeah there's shortcuts and stuff but Souls games again 
Souls 1 and 2, they fell into that drab, I'm in the same area, mm. oh, I'm here, I'm there. And they sort of played with the idea that the people sometimes... People love brown places in games. Well, one of the things that they, they used quite well is that they would have platforms where if you were looking dead on a thing, you wouldn't see it because it's all blended in. Mm. As soon as you started going down another path, you'd see there was a ramp, you'd be like, oh, I can get up there. And then you sort of, you find ways around it. There's loads of shit in the Souls games that people just sort of, people just sort of went, fuck, I found a way to get up that steeple that no one thought they could get up. And then you get up there and it turns out the developers planned for you to get up there because there's a fucking enemy up there. It was stuff like that where they were just always one step ahead of you. Why did you just get stressed out with those games? Enemies are bastards on them. And they should just make game. Sometimes I just want to walk around a weird gothic town, and I don't want to have to deal with these enemies. They should do a version of Bloodborne with no enemies. I still remember when I first started playing Dark Souls <coughs> way back in like what two thousand eight. Playing Demon Souls, you coward! I couldn't because I didn't have a PS3. Um, but when I first started playing Dark Souls, I can I can still remember when it when I fucking I went online for the first time because I kept playing offline, not realizing because I had such a shit internet connection. It wasn't until I got an Ethernet cable running up into the to the back of the Xbox that I could actually connect to the Dark Souls stuff online. Mm. I remember the first time I was online, I was like, oh, cool, I can call someone in. Someone comes in, they're like, hey, bud, let, let me help you with that boss. I was like, yeah, and kill the boss. And then suddenly there's like this bell and there's like a red dude. And I'm like, oh, someone else is coming to help. I'm being stabbed in the back. Yeah. And now I'm dead. And apparently he stole my bonus for killing that boss. Cool, good times. I'm going to go weep in the corner now. Took me six hours. Cunt. <laughs> and that was it. But no, the Surge 2 is a massive improvement on Surge 1. Just in terms of the environments and everything else. Some of the enemies are fucking incredible looking. Like, it's all... the they robots. like things from Virus. They're all like weird masses well, of Well, no, no, like the shit. robots. So, there were so many drones and all the other shit in the first one oh, that yeah. I fucking hate. They're just like swatting drones in the air or you're fighting dog robots. In this, the robots, like, you go through these areas where they have, like, nano gates. And if you go in and it detects the virus... It's really small gates. Yeah. If you go in and it detects the virus, they go off and the alarm goes off and suddenly these fucking, like, they're just like orbs, you know, like the training orb from Star Wars. Yeah. But it's like four times the size and it flies over and it's got this red scanner and it scans you and then some of these big tendrils come out and start fucking you up and you're like, oh, fuck's sake, fuck's sake. You don't have a virus then. Uh, there's some nanite monsters that look really fucking cool. They like, they hang about in trees and they're basically just like unstable particles. So they pull these weird genom- genom- geometric shapes in the trees where they're like fucking just coming apart and then as soon as you enter it they just become this big like weird imposing jewel arm they look a bit like the monster from the end of um, Howard the Duck just like fucking Jeffrey Jones <laughs> famed pedophile Jeffrey Jones he's a monster <laughs> just like Harvey where Weinstein where is Ferris Bueller Ferris Bueller Bueller uh, but yeah, I really recommend this to anyone who likes Dark Souls. It's a really good game. And I think that the only thing that I could say is that the only game that I would put it above that I'm playing right now is Sekiro. I'm playing them both at the same time. And it's sort of, I use this as a break from Sekiro because Sekiro is like, it is one of those games that will fuck you up if you give it five, five centimeters. This, you get sort of a bit more of a leeway. And there's also in this, you've got dodge and you've got block. In Sekiro, you fucking don't get that parry down. You will not make it five meters out the door. You Too need hassle. to learn how to parry. Bring back Bushido Blade. That's what I used to play. That's yeah. my sort of game. But um, but I'm playing a lot of Souls games right now. I'm gonna play Fallen Order once you're done with it, and that's another mm. fucking Souls like game. But I love them. I genuinely love them. They need to do a Castlevania one like that. Yeah, I'm amazed that hasn't been done yet. But then again, economy just make pachinko machines now. 
Yeah, and I think retro collections. I think, in all honesty, if you were going to do something like that, from software should just do it. Mm. It Should just be from software. I'd like to see someone try it with whips, something a bit different. You can get whips in Bloodborne. Yeah, but I want a proper whips Castlevania. Well, like an area of effect. You probably want something more like Destiny Warriors then. Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors. Sorry. No, well the. PS2 Castlevania games were basically trying to do Castlevania in 3D, and it sort of worked. I but didn't mind the mirror, whatever it was, the shitty ones that were on Xbox 360. Yeah, I didn't mind Lords of Shadow. They sucked. It didn't feel like Castlevania, but it, no, was, it was like freaking knockoff God of War game. game. And then it kept doing stuff where it's like, "Hey, we played Shadow of the Colossus. Here's a bit that's just like Shadow of the Colossus." I didn't mind it. the second one was like an over- overblown piece of shit, but the first the one, the 2D one, that's free on Xbox. That's not bad. That's a fucking awful game. Doesn't get it's Castlevania. Just a it tries to be Castle well, classic Castlevania, it's a mess. Da, 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 None of them are as good da, da, da. as Dracula X or Super Blood Castlevania Lines? 4. Blood yeah, Lines Bloodlines Bloodlines great. I got quite far in that last time I played it. Have you got it on you've got it on the um, PS4, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I got it on I used to have the cartridge. Why don't I have the cartridge anymore? It's worth so much money now. Yeah, I know. Um, one of the only like one of the only things that I think is a detriment to the surge is that I think that it came out at a time when there were a few too many games like this. There's I think a million this... friggin' Souls games yeah. this year. There's been like 512 this year alone. I know. And I think that if this was released first thing next year, like January sales where people were, like buying consoles and stuff, I think it would have done really well. Because mm. it looks great on the Xbox One X. Mm. It could be a system seller. If it was maybe just a little bit less saturated, the market right now. Too much everything out, um, but yeah, no, it's it's really really good. I give it an Elizabeth Banks. I can't think of a bad Elizabeth Banks thing right now. So, don't everyone hate Charlie's Angels? No, I thought everybody liked it. It was reviewed really well. Yeah, loads of people say don't say it's feminist propaganda. Is it feminist propaganda because there's a woman in it? Probably. It has three women. What I like is that the people that say things like feminist propaganda are people that don't see vaginas or women on a regular basis. You've got the vagina bones. Yeah, well, Do you remember when that was a thing on no. Twitter? When someone described, like, drawing on an anime girl as, like, the curve, just, like, the hip. Oh, right, in the a hip. cum gutters. But, yeah, and someone... someone on a guy it, that oh, called cum the vagina bone. And he's like, what? He said, yeah. the hip. And someone called it, yeah, some idiot called it vagina bones, and it became a thing. Fucking idiots. <sighs> um, your review, Ant? Nah. Um, I watched the movies that made us. Oh, yeah, I watched some of this. Yeah, it was a four-part series about... Could Dirty you, Dancing, could Ghostbusters. You tell what film that they had more money to do the do the do yeah, the episode for? They probably don't have much money. I don't know. Ghostbusters clearly had most of the money. They got Dan Aykroyd. No, just because it was it was like a it was more like a mini movie than the others. Nah, because I watched these all the others, but they did yeah they did Dirty Dancing, yep. Ghostbusters, yep. fucking Die Hard, yeah, which was a good one, and another film. See how good I am remembering four things in a row? Wasn't it weird that Die Hard you had... Well, with the Ghostbusters one, it starts with Dan Aykroyd being a smug prick. Hmm. And then with the Die Hard one, it's it's the guy who played... Um, what was the name of the guy that helped him? The dude in the, the, dude in the police car shoots at? Al. Al, there you go. I had Al just genuinely being like, I... I wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for this movie. And almost in think, tears talking about it. I don't it. think Dan Aykroyd was being smug. I just think he was bored witless. You reckon? Because, you know, he's got better things to worry about, like hunting actual real ghosts <laughs> and selling vodka in a glass skull. I do believe, but I believe... He has written a bunch, a number of paranormal investigation books. Um, it's his family business. I know. But uh, it was, um, it's a really good series. It's like, they're, they're really, f- like, like the toys that made us. It's the same people, like, light-hearted, 
documentaries about the making of the films. The Dirty Dancing one was interesting because that's one of those making ofs you don't hear about ever. Yeah. Like, that's that's a unique one. Ghostbusters has been done a million times. Die Hard's been done nearly as many times. So the the um, Dirty Dancing one was a nice nice change of Pizace. I yeah. still can't remember what the fourth film was in that set. <sighs> it's really irritating. It was another Home Alone. Home Alone, that was it. Yeah, I knew that. I remember that. Yeah. Um, Home Alone one was nice to see as well because just you know, a bit of Joe Pesci in there. There, Daniel Stern being interviewed, which Daniel is nice. Daniel Stern's been in like a few Netflix movies. He's been around so. for years. That guy gets loads of work. He's in Chud. Yeah, he was in Halloween too. Was he? No, that's Dana Carvey. I'm thinking of. What can I fucking say? He's in one of those horror films. Yeah, Not Chud. Chud. He's in something else. Chud. He's in lots of stuff. Yeah. Especially Chud. Whatever. He plays a priest. But um. He helps Higgins. Yeah, I'm amazed they didn't interview Macaulay Culkin for the Home Alone the one. Of, the like, he just Macaulay turns Culkin up for everything is, he's now. everywhere now, isn't he? Yeah, everyone likes him again now. He's, well, he's in the best him before, of the worst this week. Everybody liked him before, but he was a heroin addict who was dating a 16-year-old. That's who married okay. a 16-year-old. Well, he is 16. Myla Kunis. He, he was 16 as well. I still can't fight. How'd he pull that off? Well, Myla Kunis. Yeah. He's Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> do you mean he just went up to her and he goes, hey, do you recognise me? And she's like, no. And he's like, ah! And she's like, fuck. I'm gonna suck that dick. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was it was a good set. I did find it weird that because um, like the Dirty Dancing one, when it gets to the end and they're going through the long run of all the all the actors who are in the film who've died since it's been made, um, they made the smart choice of pulling the voice the voiceover out. Like there was no voiceover for the last like ten minutes or so. Yeah, and it was just focusing on the people themselves, and it was going. You know, they're talking about Patrick Spacey and they're revisiting the place where it's filmed, which is like practically the same, practically the same, but the lake from Dirty Dancing isn't there anymore. Oh, it's like just drained somehow. Oh. Um, but they still got like they found the box that they stood on to lift her out the water in the <laughs> film, but they'd put it under the water and everything it was still there. They just literally they just didn't pull the pull it out of the lake. Um, but there's like a little sto- tombstone thing there for Patrick Swayze, a little thing yeah. in the lake. Um, but it's weird that they on all of them there's people who have died over the course of the films like with yeah. the Dirty Dancing one the Patrick Swayze Ivan Raymond like I, I, Ivan Raymond when he starts talking about fucking um, uh, the Ghostbusters one talking about John Hughes no not John Hughes well John Hughes was in Home Alone one yeah yeah Ivan um, Raymond talking about Harold Ramis and Harold stuff. Ramis that's yeah. it yeah and yeah, like I forgot that Harold Ramis like when I was a kid Harold Ramis was the nerdy guy hmm. and then when I got older Stripes he was he was the man matching word for word against Bill Murray. Yeah, he wasn't which, really an actor either. That's no, he was a comedian. And like people didn't mm. realise how funny he could be. But he had been in like those central circuit like comedy things yeah. and, and I just I can remember like I, I remember watching it and seeing him and Bill Murray in stripes and I just fucking suddenly it all came flooding back because he was just so good in that film, but he wasn't in much else. Well, he's in Orange County. And, yeah, he yeah, gets high yeah. with um, Colin... Yeah. No, Jack Black. Colin, Colin Hanks and yeah, Jack, Jack, yeah, Black. Jack Black yeah. and everything. But he, yeah, it's weird they had... Else, all like... of them had, like, tributes to the actors who had died at the end of it yeah. and they spent a lot of time, except for the Die Hard one. They even had footage of Alan Rickman, like, from a previous Yeah, interviews. when he was, in, he was on stage. And they don't talk about Alan Rickman at the end of the... Thing, which I thought was a bit weird. Do you think it's something that they made in tandem with the toys that make us? Yeah, well, the same production team. They probably a lot of the interviews are shared over and stuff. Yeah, and I, like, think I guarantee maybe... in the next series they'll talk about the Turtles film and they'll be having Eastman and Lard yeah. talking in there. Lard, Laird. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think the movies that made us probably has a lot more potential to keep going than toys yeah. that made us because there's endless freaking classic films you could do. I mean, there's a, probably a limit to how old those films are, but they're probably going to focus on 80s and 90s film. You know, I imagine they'll do Jurassic Park and they'll do a Star Wars one eventually. And I think that... Like, do Phantom Menace, specifically Phantom Menace. I really wish that they did um, 
that they did films from the 60s and 70s. Because I think, like, if you could get Jeff Bridges talking about Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, or if you could get, if you could get Paul Newman. Paul Newman, Jeff sorry, Bridges, no, he'd get, be for The Big Lebowski. Well, right? no, because The Big Lebowski you could always do later, but, like, yeah. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, I think it's, like, one of those films that people don't realise has a really cult following. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think it's probably the last time that Clint Eastwood was on screen smiling. <laughs> he doesn't do that. He's never, um, he's never smiled. But you could always have you could have people like um, oh God, I'm blanking on names. Paul Newman and oh, he was in. He came out of retirement. Which film? A fun. Uh, uh, um, Butch Cassidy and Silent Kid. Oh, Robert Redford. Robert Redford. You could have Robert Redford talking about Paul Newman. That film, like talking about mm-hmm. that, or even even if you had Sally Field talking about smoking the Bandit. Like there well, are Sally films- Field, they'd get her for freaking Forrest Gump. And well, for a scum, you could do, you could like have people film multiple interviews from multiple films. But like, you've got to. I think we're getting to the point now where people are forgetting about the films from the seventies, and they are moving on. That nostalgia's taking yeah, you've over. You've only seen like four films from the seventies. But the nostalgia's <laughs> taking over, and like eighties yeah, yeah. is coming forward. And like, I get it. Yeah, but eighties stuff is where all the films become products, and now everything's about product, and all it is is everything's yeah, like, coming back. Imagine if you get Jackie Chan talking about Cannonball Run too. Yeah. Like, when he's trying to escape from the Chinese mafia. Yeah. Um, like, you, there are films... That... I would love to see one talking about just Jackie Chan making Police Story. Yeah. Or Operation Condor. Or like, Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> Rumble in the Bronx. That was a great yeah. film. Yeah. Like, I think that... His best work's Police Story. Just any of the Police Story yeah. films, pretty much. Except for the new Police Story. That was fucking dour. Mm. <laughs> that was really depressing. He didn't do any stunts. Well, he's like 700 years old now. He does his own stunts. And plus, he's like 90% made of bolts. That's true. Holding his bones together. Have you seen his spy house? His spine? No, his spy house. No. His house in China has like hidden rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he has like, it's it's all... There's like, one of them hiding his gay daughter that maybe. he doesn't... His gay son that he doesn't admit he's or whatever. And it's like hexagonal shaped. Mm. And it has like eight levels. And he did like a... It was almost like a Chinese version of Cribs. And he went to the library and he's like, he's like, oh, these books are real. Except for one. And he pulls it forward and he go and it releases a room and it goes back and he's like it's like this is a kitchen and he goes to the right and he goes out the kitchen and comes around and he goes, you go follow me down here and he comes out again and goes, This is my cupboard and he opens the doors and they've somehow gone down a level and he's in his bedroom <laughs> and it's all just it's weird shit like that. He's a bit of a madman, but yeah. yeah um, this is recording studio for his many albums. Oh, it's done so well as a recording artist. He was even in an Alan Smithy film. What? The worst film ever made, the Alan Smithy film, the one with Eric Idle where he plays Alan Smithy, and it's meant to be. Well, a that's comedy. Alan Smithy presents. Which yeah, okay, sorry, Alan Smithy's not a real person. No, I know it's a pseudonym used when yeah. people don't want to. But that film's good. Alan Smithy, presents. it's not great. The Eric Idle film's good. It's it's good for like fifteen minutes if you take out all the because you know when they're making the film and they've got like Jackie Chan and Jackie Chan's like there's going to be adventure, there's going to be romance, there's going to be everything, and there's like there's going to be five leads. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jackie Chan, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Demi Moore, and Bruce Willis, <laughs> and, and each one of them like it's gonna be romance, it's gonna be action. I've got a sexy, it's gonna be great, it's gonna be so sexy on screen. <laughs> and, and then it cuts to the film. It's like there's none of that. <laughs> it's a drama. <laughs> yeah, they, um, the, the film, the movies that made us was good fun though. The Ghostbusters one was a a nice episode going over. You know what would be a really fucking good episode. Yeah. If they did the um, if they did the Monty Python team, they got as many of the teams as they could together. And they're they all did. old as dicks now. Yeah, and know, grumpy. Imagine if they did. Um, um, a, a, here's a bit of something different, or was it a little? And now for something completely now for something different. different. See, don't they Monty Python? If they if they did they that, cover because, that film. Yeah, I know, but that's the point. That's the film that people don't remember as being the best film. Was, but it's from yeah. a team that made Life of Brian. 
You've got, you've got. Yeah, uh, but now for something completely different was made to sell Monty Python to America. They exactly. just basically exactly. redid just a bunch them of the sketches. About it. Yeah, yeah. The life of Brian's the one to talk about. Or uh, Holy Grail, just because produced by a Beatle, George yeah. Harrison. But um, one no, of the, one of the funniest films ever committed. Yeah. Well, there's um, Sally Lloyd. I don't know about that. It was filmed pretty cheaply. Um, <laughs> Yeah, They ran out of film, literally. Yeah, I know. And then they, and they had that. They had the sequence where they just kept the cameras rolling, mm. and the police turned up, and they just made it part of the film. Yeah, well, it was part of the film. That was all part of the film. I they just that... decided to have a sudden ending. Just all oh, right. Yeah, but um, right after the no, right after was... Kevin the gatekeeper was it Kevin? No, I don't think it happened. It's been years since I've watched it. Mm. But um, no, they were a good set of documentary things. Like, I mean, even though. Other than Dirty Dancing, they've all been covered a million times before. Dirty like Dancing. the the Ghostbusters one feels a lot like one of the documentaries that was on the DVDs. Like yeah. it, it's the same sort of length, running through the exact same sequence of events. We all know about like you know Dan Aykroyd's original idea with alien planets and all this sort of yeah. stuff, and science fiction is completely <sighs> insane. Um, but he just thinks too big. He just cares too much. You know, good old Dan Aykroyd. He he has big ideas. I like the fact that Ernie Hudson He's came in. Ernie Hudson came in and he's like, I was in page 26. Mm. I come in, I've got this great line and then they gave it to Bill Murray. Yeah. But then he gets two, I think, of the most quoted lines in the whole of, the whole of like history of those films. Mm. The one is, that's a pretty big Twinkie mm. and Mr. Mayor, I don't, I, I just want to say, dealing with these guys for the last few months, I have seen shit that will turn you white. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell him about the Twinkie, mate. <laughs> right, my favourite bit in Ghostbusters is when Peter Venkman goes to go on a date with Dana and she's gone weird and supernatural and he drugs her we just spoke about this the other day and, and it's just like, like I don't remember that yeah why does he have a hypno on it why it's not he have, a hypno he is why a does he psychologist have sedatives? isn't he why does he have sedatives he's a psychologist isn't he why did he have them with him there's no evidence he drives yeah but I mean like he might just take them recreationally <laughs> is he just carrying them in his bag yeah, he might does take he them <laughs> Or take some sedatives. I don't know. Maybe she was off her tits on sedatives. Maybe that maybe. was her. Maybe it was in the house already. But um, no, it was good stuff. The Dirty Dancing one was nice as well. Just see a lot of Patrick Swayze and about his effort. Talked about Red Dawn for a bit because both the leads of Dirty Dancing and Red Dawn. Yeah. Apparently they didn't like each other from that film. Um, so there's a bit Jennifer of conflict. Graham, it? Yeah. Um, it just shows some of the screen tests they had for someone else who was going to be in it. Enough Elizabeth Shue? No, there's a bunch of actors they tried. They had like a double screen test thing. Phoebe Cates, But apparently maybe? they, um, at one point they were trying to get um, Benicio Del Toro, who was like becoming oh. a young star at the time. Yeah, because he was doing a lot of stuff around I there. mean, think about it. It sounds really too early, but you think it's like, it's actually only about seven years before Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Six years before Usual Suspects? Yeah. So no, Usual, suspects, Usual Suspects like 97, isn't no, it? No, 94 is Fear and Loathing. Yeah. So yeah, six years before that, yeah. Usual suspects like ninety seven, but yeah, it's like that because he was just breaking through. At One the of time. the weird things the about TV that film that. that, like, I don't know, I don't know how often people watch Day Dancing, but I, I tend to watch it like every couple of years. I like the film. Mm. I think it's a good film, and I think there's, it's much like my when I watch something when I'm older, the the way that I see it and the things that are said, I notice them more. Because when you're a kid, you just sort of see a film and like stuff's happening, and you take some of it in, and some mm. of it you don't. Being Day Dancing, I remember when I was a kid, I was like, oh, it's a romance film, it's the eighties romance film, it's a bit like. Um, it's a bit like Say Anything or um, Better Off Dead. Films like that, I don't see the subtext when I was a kid, but when I've watched it when I'm older, I'm like, wow, that's incredible. Uh, one of the things in Day Dancing is the whole subplot about the abortion. Yeah. You've got all the stuff about her being way too young for him. Like, he's 25. Yeah. And she's 15. Something like that. 
and and like they deal with that. There are conversations about that, and like the mum's like, "Oh, I know what it's like. I went on a trip to Europe," and there's like, there's a weird. Been like when I started dating your dad, he was forty eight and I was seventeen. Or something like, <laughs> like there's, I a... was twelve. <laughs> there's a there's a weird connect between that and like current day movies. Things like Call Me by Your Name has a very similar thread for it, mm. where like the guy's twenty five, kid's sixteen, the kids. Kids going through like a sexual awakening, like he's he's finding out that there are things that he likes and dislikes, and the dads had a similar experience, and it's almost like a gender swapped remake of Day Dancing in some ways. Mm. You remove the like the pomp and like the dancing and shit like that, and you just have two people falling in love, and it's the same sort of through line, and it's really interesting. I I mean I I like Day Dancing, and I think Patrick Swayze, you girl, Patrick Swayze was a really weird actor, the way he did things. Like you could never say he wasn't interesting in what he was doing. I can't think of anything. It was a huge deal back then, man. I freaking remember every time Patrick Swayze film came out, it was a massive deal. Exactly. Like, he he always make you sit and watch Ghost every time it's on TV. I fucking love Ghost. I love Roadhouse. It's all about Red Dawn, man. Red Dawn's great. And, like like I said, you never watch a film. Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. He's (laughs) fucking incredible in Donnie Darko. But you can never say that he wasn't an interesting presence in what he did. And it's really weird to think that, like, even he got diagnosed with cancer, was told that there was a chance he could live, hmm. would do all the surgeries and stuff, would do all this, and he went, Yeah, fine. And like, but you have to quit smoking. And he was like, Nah. <laughs> How fucking weird is that? Like, he was like smoking. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah, one of his favourite things, eating. Oh, cigarettes. what was the thing that he used to be oh. part of the Brat Pack and he did a film, Mean Streets? Was it Mean Streets with Rob Lowe? No, it wasn't. It was, it was a Scorsese film, though. The Strangers or something like that. No, no, I can't remember. <sighs> no, nor can I. But anyway, yeah. But sorry, Anne. How, how, so you think you recommend it? Yeah, I mean, would you say that Netflix. this is more or less interesting than the toys that made us? Like, I know you say it's got more legs, but would you prefer or mm. would you watch one? The, of them? the danger is with these movie ones is that this, they're going to be retreading old ground that you've probably seen before. Yeah, but then again, they're, they're made for casual audiences. They're not made for movie nerds. No. So you know, I'd like to see one on like The Shining. While Jack Nicholson's still around, yeah, that's still been done. I mean, they're going to get Jack Nicholson, are they? He ain't going to leave the house for something that's not golf. Just get him to call him up. Like, just say, hey Jack, you, you want to come play golf? It's leading to this room, Jack. It's the golf's in here. <laughs> the golf's just in here, honestly. Um, yeah, just get him liquored up. I mean, no trolls. I think the only film I've seen him do an interview for for recent years is Batman, because I think he friggin' oh, he enjoyed back, the shit it? out of doing Batman, didn't he? He did. He did one for the anniversary of um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, hmm. and that was really good. But that they also got back Danny DeVito, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, is Gary Sinise in? No, uh, someone really young's in it. You don't expect in it. Oh, uh, Brad Dorf. Yeah, yeah, it's Brad Dorf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad Dorf's really good in that. Really sad because Brad Dorf's the one that it's a hilarious film. It's well, got no, Danny no. DeVito in it. But Brad Dorf's the one who he, wasn't he? He gets lobotomized, doesn't he? Yeah, but he he was in there because he was dating a girl whose dad found out that he was dating her and he was older. Hmm. It's implied that it was like a a good distance of age between them, but he was like a kid, like mentally hmm. he wasn't really there. Yeah, and so the dad had him put in incarcerated, and then they his trial was happening whilst he was in there. So when it came along that he was like having those fits, like I need to get out of here, I want to get out of here, and they thought that like that goes hand in hand with other issues, and then the court basically mandated to have him lobotomized because he was mm. dangerous to himself and others. Yeah, and then obviously Jack Nicholson finds out about it, but like during the whole film, you fall in love with those characters. Like yeah. that's the weird thing about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is they're 
they're all mentally disturbed people that are either in there of their own accord or they're in there because they've done something that means they need to be incarcerated. And this person comes in just this tiniest spark of life. And suddenly this lifeless place, all these people are just these lovely characters. They're all, you know, they have these things that you, these foibles, they're very human. And it's so strange to think how many people they actually got on board to do that. Danny DeVito especially looks like a kid. Well, was, well I mean, Danny DeVito was only probably about 40 when he did that, which is young in Danny DeVito years. I need to pee quickly. Do you need to pee? pee. Need You're going to gonna friggin' mess up my I'm fucking sorry, podcast. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Hey, well, just, just vamp for a second. Oh no, I'm just going to pause it. Ah. Seamless transition. And we're back again. Sorry. So unprofessional. Is it my review now? Sure, why not? Do you not? want your review? Do you want to finish off? Is there a dream, is there a dream a film you would like this treatment for? Because I think that's a good question. Is there something that, that you would watch and, and it would be... Transformers the movie. Really? That's not a bad shout. The first one, yeah, we should have a Hey, Nelson Shin, what have you done since Transformers <laughs> the movie when you directed that? And you're like, uh, I directed episodes of The Simpsons. Did you... He animated the lightsabers in Star Wars. Did he? Yeah. That's how he got the job on Transformers the movie. Like, cool. you've worked in a science fiction thing and you're cheap. I watched um, I watched a video um, by the science... You know the Collider team, the guys that do the science... The sci-fi... No, sorry, they do the special effects videos. Corridor. Corridor, that's Collider's it. Collider's a shitty freaking... Yeah, sorry. Uh, but yeah, Corridor, they did the video on how the lightsabers were animated in the original Star Wars films. Yeah, yeah. And it's really interesting. Really cool how they did it. Chemical process, reflective tape, freaking yeah. black it out, and I just didn't boom, realize, shine light literally through the film. I didn't realise how much trouble they had doing the backgrounds for stuff where they'd have it shot and they'd have to remove the The special effects in those films are insane. Yeah, considering freaking, how much work. There's um, the space battle in Moonraker, of all films, has about 77 women separate elements that they had to make sure never overlapped each other. Yeah. It's like stuff like that. Nowadays, it's all just like, yeah, fuck all, chuck all this digital shit. It's just layers. Is that yeah. the thing I fucking cook? Even I can do shit. It's fucking just layers. Yeah. It's depressing. Yeah. Um, What's your review? Oh, sorry. My next review is going to be Jumanji 3. The next level. That's Jumanji 2. Is that Jumanji 2? The next level. Yeah, I thought that was Jumanji 3. because well, the new ones. Yeah. Technically, it's Jumanji 4. Because of Zephyrah. Yeah. Do you so. not know your, it's Jumanji 2 there's only been two with Jumanji the, the next level it's Jumanji 3 the next level it's no it's a continuation have you not seen Jumanji 2 I saw Zafura do you not watch Jumanji 2 no I, I, I watched Jack Black's vlogs so right so you go <laughs> Jumanji 1 and then you go Zafura a Jumanji story that's a sub level that's a sub story where's our Zafura sequel well, I don't know. I want one. Dak Shepard, bring Fucking, it back. Let's then you've got Jumanji 2. John Favreau and get him to direct another one. Then you've got Jumanji 2, Back to the Jungle. And then you've got Jumanji 3, Free Munji. Free and <laughs> It's Free Marjil. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jumanji, Jumanji 3. I mean, you haven't seen 2, so you don't give a shit. But I'll take you through the story. So Jumanji, the board game, evolved into a video game. At the end of Jumanji 2, after they went through everything... They destroyed it. They they became friends, and they decided that they're gonna you know. I would have sold it. Never gonna play again. I know. Who would make money? Who would dump the rom online? Who wouldn't? It's ridiculous. Send anyway. it to Frank Cifoldi and let him <laughs> dump the rom for his frigging history of games project. So in Jumanji Three, it turns out that that everybody else is having a pretty good life. So the two girls, the, one of them's gone off to college. The other one's done some travelling, and then Moose, who was like the 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 huge black football player dude. He's um, he's doing really well in college. He's got a scholarship, and he's just you know everything's going quite well. He spends hours and hours in the gym, but you know mm-hmm. he he complains a little bit about it. How many hours? Six. He says ah, specifically. Six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so all three of them are doing all right. But then Spencer, who was like the main character who found the game and was sort of like he played, he was who Dwayne the Rock Johnson played. Um, he has 
not had such a good go of it. He's moved to New York to go to university. He's struggling. He has to work at the same time as going to uni and he's just not really got much free time. And He's not really living the life that he thought he would and he sees the other guy's stuff and he's getting a massive case of FOMO. Mm. And so he's just like, ah. and they all plan to get together. You're gonna- FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> they all plan to get together over the Christmas break and see each other again because they miss each other and they want to, you know, talk and hang out. Um, they all turn up and it- Spencer doesn't and they're a little bit worried. They go back to Spencer's house and they find his his granddad, played by Danny DeVito, mm. who is great in this. He's just a crouchy old man. And Danny Glover, who is Danny DeVito's old business partner, a friend they haven't spoken in a long time because they sort of fell out mm. when Danny Glover decided to sell the business um, to B.B. Newworth, who was obviously the stepmom in... Well, no, she was the aunt who raised them both in the original one. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. She played Fraser's, Fraser's wife. Um, but yeah, so they... Uh, so... Danny DeVito and Donald Glover. Donald Glover? Danny Glover. Oh, Danny Glover. Danny Glover. <laughs> Danny Glover end up getting sucked into the game with the guys because Spencer's repaired it to try and try and go back in and be the rock again. He wants to live that life again because he feels weak and sad and upset. So he wants to go and live in Jumanji for a little while just to try and escape life. That's what video games are for people anyway. So I get it. I get it. I understand. Um, Unfortunately, Jumanji's now a Dark Souls game. <laughs> it's a Souls-like. <laughs> <laughs> just fuck <laughs> just everyone's dead in a minute yeah um, but they they all get sucked back into the game this time Jack Black is uh, Moose so yeah. so it's no longer um, I can't remember the name of the guy yeah, it was the girl in the first one was Jack Black wasn't it yeah the girl was the first, Jack Black in the first yeah. one um, Karen Gillan is the same girl again yeah. but this time The Rock is is Danny DeVito and mm. um, and mine what is it mine Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. I was going to say Martin Lawrence for some fucking reason. It's racist. No, it's because I watched that. They all look the it's same. Because I watched Bad Boys Two the other day because it's in 4K yeah. on Netflix. Um, oh, I wouldn't watch that. It's it's not bad. Um, it's terrible. Isn't he Bad Boys um, film out soon? So Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart plays um, Danny Glover, and I've got to say that the rocks, the rocks hats, and he's just playing like generic old guy, and it slips in and out. But holy fuck, Kevin Hart does a great Danny Glover. He's probably obsessed with Danny Glover. He's a really good Danny Glover. Um, So anyway, the four of them have to go and find Spencer, but at the Mm. same time they have to go and find Bethany, who's the blonde girl who was originally Jack Black, and they have to work out what's going on, What's because Jumanji's gone wrong. Since Spencer's Mm. repaired it, it's sort of hokey, it's sparking, and it's just a fucking mess. So they all have to go and... Do you not want a compiler before frigging checking the... No, I didn't. Jesus. So they all have to go and help, like... And once again, they're back in the game. Probably and the rules are explained. Not going to QA. Um, probably, probably some of my favourite things about this film, like, it's not it's not spectacular, but it is really enjoyable yeah. on a base level. It's just really bright and fun and poppy and, like, silly. And there's some great sequences. There's... If you, of course, you fucking played games like this, but if you ever played Pitfall, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. like, the Mayan Adventure and stuff like that, the beautiful art and like you've got those levels where you've got like six or seven layers and you basically you can jump up and down you can go in the trees and you can go further up and there's more mm. and it's there's like levels that well there's areas in the game that could like made like that so you've seen it in the trailer there's like a bit where he's on a bridge and there's a load of baboons coming after them mm. the whole sequence is about 10 minutes in the film and it's really fucking good you basically you have like 30 different like bridges all over the place that are all broken apart and sunk down and stuff and they jump between them and they basically use their special abilities and stuff to try and like fight off all these fuck off horrible baboons that are all trying to get them. And, um, and, and just like it's energy like that that you don't really get from these CGI films very often because some of the bits actually have the actors doing like the stupid actiony bits. Yeah. Like Karen Gillan has a bit where she's got like got a pair of nunchucks and I swear it's actually heard like just fucking nunchucking around the place. Um, digital some- arms. Yeah. 
Um, there's some really nice bits where The Rock is doing his Danny DeVito Someone impression. stood behind her with her arms coming through. <laughs> yeah. The classic. There's, there's, um, there's, a, there's a bit in the trailer that actually made me laugh in the film. I hated it in the trailer once. I was watching it in the context of the scene that they're in. There's, there's a bit where, where Kevin Hart just says, just turns around and goes, did I die? <laughs> Have I been... Am I in heaven? <laughs> it's like, did I get reincarnated as some sort of muscular boy scout? <laughs> like, it's just... The way he does it in the film just works. <laughs> and, like... I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it because I know that people will go see this because this was a big film last time. Like the the original yeah, first one, one like, did really fucking last well. One did didn't a silly it? amount of money. Um, but didn't it come at the same time as something else? And it was like it trounced it, didn't it? Was it Kong Skull Island? No, nah, Kong Skull Island was middle of the year. Yeah. Jumanji came out at the end of the year, but it came out at the same time as something else, and it just it might be Aquaman. It stayed in the in the um, yeah, I think thing it was, for actually. ages. Yeah. But Aquaman made a ton of money. There was something else that came out at the same time as Justice League. Was it, it was really? the same week as Justice League. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. And it like can took more think, money than Justice League. Can you can you imagine being the guy going like, right? Even if Justice League is shit, it's going to do better than fucking Jumanji two. Yeah. And then Jumanji two comes out. Just, like, no, you got the Cats fact, versus Star Wars this I week. Know, I know, but Jumanji one like the thing was for one. the thing about Jumanji one was it was fun because like all the video game tropes were kind of in there, and you had like yeah. the only thing that really let it down was the ending, <laughs> and it wasn't even like the whole of the ending. It was just the way that it was structured at the end. So they just they sort of. It's on Netflix. I need to see and watch it. Yeah, I reckon you should because they just they just drop the pretense it's a video game. There is a scene right up until the end where they're like going down a path, mm. and then suddenly these torches light in a row, and they're like, "Okay, I've got this. I'll run really fast down there, and I'm sure nothing will get me. I'll just run to the end. I'll grab the stone. I'll put it in. I'll say the word." And they're like, "Okay." So the rock's like, "I got this." And he runs down, and immediately panthers jump out the dark and rip him to shreds. And I was yes. like. That is just like Jungle Book on the Mega Drive. <laughs> sure, boss rush. Yeah. Before we get to the end of the game. Um, but yeah, in this one, one of the only things I'll say, and it's not a spoiler really, because they, they do sort of telegraph at the beginning, but but they really don't do Danny Glover's ju- character justice. Mm. You find out that he's ill. That's why he was there to meet Danny DeVito. And that's like the big thing. They they, they The two, like Kevin Hart and The Rock, are charismatic enough. And they are friendly in real life enough. Mm. That could have been fucking heartbreaking. Mm. And they just don't do anything with it? Uh, they won't. It's kid I mean, filming it. It's fun for kids. Keep it simple. I know, but both of them do a good enough job to impersonate or at least embody a different character that I imagine mm. that that could be fucking destructive. Mm. And then there is like, there's a new thing. So in the original one, you pick a character and that's who you play as. It's not like an arcade game where you get a continue and then you can fucking pick a new character. It's nothing like that. Instead, you are the character that you're picked and it picks them automatically for them in this one. Mm. That's kind of the gimmick is that they all get their own characters. And Colin Hanks is back. He's in there again. Um, he was in the first one. He played the part of Alan Parrish from the original Jumanji. Yeah. So he had basically been trapped in the video game for 20 years since like 1996. And he had been living over and over again. And he's the guy played by Nick Jonas, who yeah. I thought was just, you know, one of the Jonas brothers. I wrote him off entirely. But in that, he's quite good. He's charismatic. He plays a good action Why hero. Why you write off the Jonas Brothers? <laughs> he plays a good action hero. And he has some really emotional beats because they do, when they get there and they say to him, look, it's been 20 years, dude. It's 2016. And he's literally like, fuck, I've been in here 20 years. And because he doesn't age, obviously, and because he's mm. just been surviving, he's probably not going like, oh, it's been a day. It's been a day. And also, you don't know if days happen in Jumanji. Yeah. It sort of depends on the level you're in as to what time of day it is. Um, but yeah, in this one, like... It, I just feel like they could have done more of it because in the end Danny Glover just they, they find out there's another character so there's like another two characters there's a Chinese lady played by um, Aquafina Aquafina yeah and there's a horse 
And there's a really, really nice joke about the horse character, but Danny Glover basically gets put in the horse, and that means he's gone from the movie because he doesn't talk, he doesn't really... Yeah. It's just, he's in the horse. And Aquafina plays Danny DeVito at that point, and she... I don't know if you've seen Aquafina acting in in stuff like um, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. But she essentially is just... She does like a female Danny Glover. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she sounds like. So she is pitch perfect as Danny Glover because she is just like, ah, huh? what? I mean, why would I do that? What yeah. am I doing? Why would I do this? And it's just, it's she really nice. Rum ham. <laughs> no. It's no. rum ham. No, but it's just, it's, she is the perfect person. We gotta to go it. into the sewers in Jumanji. We <laughs> gotta pull her clothes up and hold them over our head. <laughs> go get naked, Charlie, and get in the sewers. <laughs> um, but they have like this nice thing where you can touch your chest and it brings up your stats and they've got new stats and stuff. They've got new skills. But I mean, like the film, it, it does, it's a little bit better than the second one, but I think that, it misses too many beats. The second one, it was like almost just like dun 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 dun. It was it was procedural. It just knew where it was going. It knew how to get there, and it knew the tropes it wanted to yeah. do and how it wanted to. Do. This one, it does the beats. It gets there. They finish up. There should just I just need that. Like you've got Danny Glover and uh, you've got D- Danny Glover and you've got Danny DeVito. They're not bad actors. They're great when they want to be. And then you've got the Rock and Kevin Hart, and I just I feel well, like Danny Glover and Danny DeVito in it for like five minutes. I just no no they're in there well Danny DeVito's in the end uh, but I feel like just those two just use mm. them you know mm. like but I, I get it it's a studio film they want to play it safe you're right um, there's a really nice cameo at the end it's got Winston from New Girl he plays like a boiler repair guy at the beginning they mentioned the boilers on the fritz so it's really cool. cameo has. is he just got a role in the film no no he cameo it's literally just a cameo he just turns up at the end He's and he goes he goes oh I'm like a really I'm like really into gaming like I've never seen a console like this mm. and then the next scene is just just um uh well they um the next thing is just giraffes running down Main Street in winter oh, and like insinuates that the game's escaping the console. Oh no. So that's where the fourth one is. I assume the fourth one's going. Um just I won't like take, the first film. Yeah, I won't take credit for that. I think it was like some YouTube channel I was watching that were mentioning that. But I didn't I didn't put it together. In my head I was just like, ah okay, I see just like weird like ostriches or you know, running down the road. What's so weird about ostriches? But yeah, um, it's it's a strong film. It's just not it's just not incredible. I would give it. Uh, I was gonna say Mel Gibson, and I was like, no. I give it Matt Damon. It's like it's good. What's wrong with Mel Gibson? <laughs> the troubles. Yeah. The troubles, and not ransom. All right, your review, Ant. Mel Gibson. You review Mel Gibson. No, I'm a, I just noticed the headphones are sticking out of my bag. Yeah. Oh. So you want to do? What's your review, Ant? So I'm just doing some ASMR for the channel. What are you shoving? This is really relatable. You're taking, you're taking headphones and shoving them in a single-use bit of plastic. Whisper it, you twat. All right, sorry. Anyway, um, he's taking the headphones and putting them in some single-use. You'll get plastic. up on the microphone. Hi there. He's um taking some headphones and he's. Um, do mouth noises. I don't want to do mouth. Got noises. saliva. Sounds fucking gross. ASMR. I don't want to do ASMR. Kids love it. They get off to it. We are not pivoting into an ASMR channel. No. Oh. All right, and your review. Um, I played Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. <gasps> it's a new game from Respawn which is nice because Respawn make really good games and no one buys them Um, it's nice for them to have a game that someone's brought isn't it yeah Uh, and I mean I suppose Apex Legends has been a success but you don't buy Apex Legends do you this has been quite a big success hasn't it yeah yeah, it's done alright but yeah it's it's Star Wars via Dark Souls sort of I wouldn't say it's a Souls-like it's like a Souls-like it's not a Souls-like as such it's tougher than your average you know, hack and slashy thing. Granted, I'm playing on normal, which is, should be the default setting, but it's not that tough. But there is harder settings, and I would imagine on the harder settings it would feel more like Dark Souls. I've heard, I've heard that Jedi Master hmm. 
It's Jedi Knight and then Jedi Master, isn't it? Yeah, Jedi Master's the top set. Yeah, so Jedi Knight, I've heard, is the one to play on. That's I'm like playing on normal, which is Jedi Knight, I think, or Jedi... I don't know, you whatever Jedi, is... Jedi, and then you got Jedi Knight, and then you got Jedi Master. There's four difficulties. Padawan? I've chosen the second one, which Padawan. is normal. Yeah. Jedi. But the Jedi. medium one, like, you still have to know how to parry and stuff like that. You'll get your ass kicked. There's a boss early on you fight that you're not intended to do much against. You're meant to just fight it for mm. a... Do a little bit of damage, and then stuff happens, but... It's like, it's no, it's not like hitting me with any brick walls like Bloodborne does and Dark Souls does for me. Oh, Bloodborne didn't have brick walls. Yeah, Bloodborne was fucking, so good. You're a big old piece of shit. I'm so, so good at Bloodborne. <laughs> it's all like, you do, you sort of grab extra powers as it goes along and stuff and things, mm. but it's not like you have all these crazy force powers and stuff. I've like, heard, I've heard like you get a force push that's pretty handy. Yeah, I've got that now. You can and push back groups. You can, you've got the other one where you can drag them forward. You have like, you have, um, basically the only power you have at the start is the ability to slow people down a little bit. Yeah. So when you're in battle, you can slow one person down and hack them up a bit. Because it's used for um, puzzles, isn't it? Like spinning yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Um, you can do stuff like if someone fires a rocket, you can, freeze the rocket in place and once you've got the force push you can push it back at them oh cool which is quite neat um, but you can also deflect deflect blast with your lightsaber by parrying yeah. and hitting block just as the blast comes towards you um, but yeah it's the way the levels are laid out it's like there's all these different planets you go to the first one has clearly got like the first proper planet after the flashy intro sequence mm. where they're tearing apart Clone Wars ships That's which cool. feels like someone didn't like the prequels it's a bit on the nose that yeah <laughs> but um, it's supposed to be set about 10 years after the Jedi Purge so it's like I find it really strange that like so the Clone Wars happened yeah and instead of them continuing to use clones they started getting humans yeah well they ran out of clones they don't live long yeah but I thought they could just make more no maybe maybe they didn't want to put an order into thingy maybe it doesn't matter really well, no because it was green well, they, need they needed enough clones to wipe out the Jedi it's not enough to rule the entire galaxy no General Grievous was the one with the robots he had his own little robots he had his guards he didn't clone them, did he? No, they're not clones, they're robots, those No, ones. no, I mean, he didn't have clones. Well, he had... Once he turned on them, there no, he is. True. Well, he died before that happened. Yeah, but they, um... It's all just like you're heading off, someone's found you who used to be... Used to be a Jedi, but she's cut herself off from the Force and she wants you to start building the new Jedi Order. Mm. Um, she's been told to get you and stuff and you find a little robot that leads you to a little Jedi temple and there's like a holocron of... Like a Jedi who's like, if you found this place, then you must be, you know, tuned with the Force and all this sort of thing. Blah, 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 blah. And you got to go and start a new Jedi. And you can hop to different planets and stuff. It gives you a choice of two planets at the start. One of them, I do not recommend going to too early because it's clearly, it's the plot doesn't tell you to go there just yet. It says there's probably something there, but when you go there, it's notably tougher than the other planet. So I've got to go so there first. It's Dothramir, which is the planet where... Um, Darth Maul's from and all that. Oh, okay. But it's where the seven sisters live. The um, you know the not Sith, but they're evil force users like a Sarge, a Sarge Ventress. Oh, okay. Um, one of those lots. You go there. I've I've been there and I've ran it around. It's clearly there's a point where you can't go any further, and it's intended. I think that you go back there every now and again and build up. But I did pick up my double bladed lightsaber from there. Spoilers: you get a double bladed lightsaber. Oh, cool. Yeah, it just literally adds an opposite end to your lightsaber. I think they've added a patch so you can switch off so it doesn't always have the second side to it. That's handy, because I mean... Because it looks a bit weird when you swing it around and it's a long lightsaber. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's nicely levelled out. It's it's kind of like got a bit of Metroidiness to it. Lots of puzzles you unlock and, you know, when you get a new skill power-up, you'll go to an area and there'll be blatantly stuff like 
you have walls with red marks on them and yeah. it's clearly something you're going to run across and then you walk down a corridor and he's like oh I remember a lesson I had from my Jedi training 10 years ago or whatever when he was a kid and that teaches you how to do the wall run that's how he gets oh. his power ups he goes to a room and then remembers stuff oh and then um, the power ups come yeah cause, I mean it wouldn't make sense in this game for him to pick up an orb or something and it gives him a power no um, the idea is, is that he was pretty young when he was being trained when the purge happened and his force connection is not particularly strong. And the only thing he can reliably do is to slow people down, slow things down. Um, but yeah, it starts off with a fantastic intro, though. The whole like sequence on a train, like one of the trains from um, the Solo film. Yeah. Like one of those. Sort of things. Yeah. Um, that whole sequence is really cool. The first planet you go to is like a nice show of like all these, like the HDR lighting in it is really nice. Mm. But um, there's like a big old frog boss, which is an absolute friggin' nightmare to beat. I've heard like- you'll fight a version of him. Like, you'll fight an easier version of him. I fought two of them and I killed them both. And I was like, oh, I can take on this frog guy. Yeah. And I totally just kicked my ass. And the reward for it is a pink poncho. It <laughs> kind of looks like Homer's maternity dress from The Simpsons. Yes. Um, I've, I've just... He's a nightmare. But that first area, the first planet you go to, is clearly one where you can go back to it every time you've got new skills and unlock new areas. Mm. It's the way it trains you to sort of look for things and to remind you to return to planets. Yeah. Um. Combat-wise, yeah, pretty straightforward. I'm finding it a bit clunky in places where I'm finding when I'm thinking I should be parrying, it's not working. Or over that, I can't get the parrying timing down. I don't know. There's a graph online that tells you... Well, when you set your difficulty, it tells you... Does it have the milliseconds, like how long you've got It tells you, like, you have a bar and it tells you, like, on this difficulty, you've got more time to reverse, less time, less damage, less enemies and stuff like that. Um, But eventually you get sort of used to crowd control. I think once you've got the force push and you can push a bunch of enemies over in one go, you've got the one... When you slow Do down you a have bunch like of them. a single hit stealth kill? Uh, no, I've just been whopping people up. <laughs> Probably do, if you do, I haven't done it. Yeah. I mean, I snuck up behind people and just whacked them. And if you get them from behind when they don't notice you, it seems to do a lot more damage. Okay. It's more about breaking their guard and then taking them down. Yeah, because it's, like, it's, it's not like a Sekiro where you've got like a... You mm. can't just shove a light. They have like two someone. health bars, effectively. They've got their one health, actual health bar, and they've got a blocking bar stamina, yeah. which you have as well. So the more you block, the more that goes down. Once yeah, it so goes like down, the combat is a bit more break. than Sekiro. But you can parry and then boom, and yeah. chop off arms and stuff. You can um, chop off arms? You chop people up quite a bit. Some robots and stuff that you chop up to pieces. Oh, cool. You don't chop up stormtroopers, but it's yeah. like certain enemies you'll slice apart. Cool. Um, there's a big old robot things you fight. They're like ancient guardian things. And they've got like an energy ball in their stomach. When yeah. they open their chest up, you can force push it out. Huh. And it makes them drop to the I've ground seen, like, for a sec. Do you fight like IG-88 style robots as well? I don't know. I haven't seen any yet. There's it's a bunch of stuff. Ones, like, um, the guy from Rogue One. Racist, um, but there is like friggin' some things that are a bit dodgy on it. It's like you're supposed to be a Jedi, you're starting a new Jedi Fallen Order, and you're sure massacring a lot of people. Mm. Um, I think like this is the thing that I'm, I'm starting to see because I know that like in the 70s, it was like the whole point was that mm. you had like you were celibate and all the other, it was basically like being a priest. Well, they are they're space monks, yeah. But then, like, as time's time has gone on and like media's evolved and everything else has evolved, you can see that like. They've gone away from the totally good, totally bad. You've got people walk both lines. Well, that's the thing that people don't get with Last Jedi is that the shades of grey it brings in a lot more clearer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this one, it's like, they wouldn't mind all the hacking, because obviously hacking slashing stuff happens in loads of them. Mm. But the fact is, is that they're screaming stuff like, I don't want to die, and stuff the Stormtroopers are. That's amazing. And that seems a little bit harsh. <laughs> like... <clears throat> like I mean I guess you could sort of excuse it as some catharsis because all his friends and everyone he knew got killed mm. but um, they weren't the same guys these aren't no. the clones these are just different dudes they're fucked up um, you have loads of monsters you have to fight every now and again as well little, you can do a vertical slash and just cut monsters in half yeah. um, little aliens and stuff 
But uh, yeah, this um, it's not as harsh as Dark Souls either. Like when you die, you lose whatever XP you gain towards a skill point and any skill points you picked up, and it'll and an enemy will be glowing, the one that killed you. Uh, okay. And when you go back, you don't have to kill the enemy; you, you just have, have to hit him, him and yeah. you get the skill points it's back. Bloodborne. Yeah, it's a lot simpler. It's not as like harsh. Um, and whenever you go to the meditation points, it respawns enemies in the area, mm. which the game will lead you towards meditation points when it knows you probably don't want to respawn them. Yeah. Like you'll, you will have killed a couple of bad guys and you know you've got to go a direction, but you know if you respawn them right there, you're going to have a group of enemies not that far off. Mm. They're probably going to get in your way. Um, yeah, I've seen some people moaning about some of the boss fights, but they're pretty straightforward, the ones I've had. There's an ATST caused me a couple of problems, but only because I was, I'd only just got the force push, so I hadn't got the timing down for mm. like freezing stuff in place and force pushing it back. And if you get desperate, you can run up and just slash its legs and it'll do the job. Okay. But, um, yeah, there's some nice stuff on it. Loads of customization. Like, you customize your lightsaber, the hilt, the button, everything on it. Customize the ship you fly around and give it a different sketch. Actually, a little robot that goes with you. It's called BD1. He can be customized. So that's quite nice. He's, he's quite cool. He is. He jumps off and runs up to stuff you can scan. Mm. So then you just tap a button and he'll scan it while you're doing other stuff. And I'm, I, I'm a big fan. I'm looking forward to playing it. Mm. I will probably start it this weekend at some point. We're going to be in Holland. I mean, once I'm back from Holland, I'm back Saturday night. Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, um, I think my problem is that I, I want that good Star Wars game. I always, I wanted, what was the one where you were meant to be going into the bounty planet and you were like traveling through the layers? It was like the raid, but it was Star Wars and you were bounty hunters. What? Um, what was the Star Wars game that they... Star the, Wars Bounty Hunter? No, it was it was being created by the guys who did um, Uncharted. And the one that got cancelled. Yeah, they cancelled. Yeah, and then it didn't come out. No, it's, but what was the what was the that was just called one three one three or something. Was it one three one three? Yeah. yeah. Um I, I loved the look of that because the it wasn't being made by the Uncharted guys. It was like no, no, it was a different team altogether. But uh, um what's her face? You made the first couple of Uncharted. She went off to e, EA and yeah. Amy something. Amy, yeah. Amy Hennig. But uh, she went off to EA and then her Star Wars game got cancelled. Yeah, one of the things that one of the things that I loved about that was they the Battlefront games never get the fucking sound right, always too murky, and there's just... It seems like the laser sounds are only every fifth shot. It doesn't seem like it's every time. And the lightsabers, when you're running in as someone, you don't feel like you're actually there. And this is Battlefront 1, I should say, not Battlefront 2. I haven't played that. Of the newer Battlefront Star Wars games. Like, you never really felt like you were there. You Those games really just character. Battlefield games. Exactly. Set dressing. But even, like, the lightsaber, like, you throw the, you get the lightsaber, and you're like... And it's silent in between. I want, like... I want that crackle. I want like mm. I want to go into a room and I want to activate a lightsaber and I want to hear it. I want it to be ready. And when you're hitting stuff, you got that crack. And the, I want it to sound like a lightsaber battle. And that's kind of what I think Fallen Order is going to give me because it is like like Sekiro. When you go into a when you go into a fight in Sekiro, if your swords clash, you hear them clash. You don't just hear a. You're not really fighting other lightsaber users in this though. No, no. The closest I've come is the um, Seven Sisters guards who are basically Darth Maul guys, yellow yeah. ones. But they've got um. They start things rods, yeah. blocking. You're not going to see many lightsabers around. You're not going to come against no? unless you're going up against the um, one of the ninth sis- the sisters that like. There's a bunch of them that are working for the Sith, hunting down the last remaining Jedi, and you okay. fight one at the start. Um, but that's the only one you're going to come up against, I reckon. Just those guys because they're not going to be this this period. There's not meant to be any Force users yeah. around, apart from let's see how many Force users are around at this point in the Star Wars universe now, according Obi-Wan. to canon. Well, Obi-Wan's on Tatooine, Yoda's on Dagobah. You've got your little ginger lad from Gotham who's running around in Jedi Fallen Cow. Order. Yeah. You've got friggin' Dash Render gets himself some Jedi powers not long after. 
Oh, wait, Jedi Knight Force Unleashed, you got Starkiller? Yes, Luke Starkiller. It's not canon anymore, though. Is it not? No, uh, no. Because there's four other Jedis with him. Yeah. You got um, Ashoka, but she died in Clone Does Wars. Does she, though? She's in Star Wars Rebels. Is she really? Yeah, and she might yeah. be in the new film. But I thought in Star Wars Rebels, she was just a Padawan with... JJ, yeah, she's a Padawan uh, in Clone Wars. Ah, uh, yeah. And then... She's a she's a me- main member of the cast in Rebels. She's in Return of the Jet. No, she's in uh, Revenge of the Sith. She's not in any of the films. She is. No, she's in a, not. She's in a ship. No, that's a different person entirely. <laughs> it just that's looks a, exactly the same. That's a Targ Targaryen. But she was a Padawan. No, she's not in Revenge of the Sith. She's not been in any of the films. Oh, but um, JJ Abrams has mentioned to someone that you should watch the new film if you're a fan of hers. So I think he's snuck her in there somewhere. I like the idea that it's just the Sith have just been hanging about. Like, Order 66 was kill all the Jedis yeah. and then fuck off for a while. Yeah. I but like if they came back... It's not like Sith as such. There's only the Emperor and Darth Vader, the only official Sith. Yeah. There's the Sith, there's nine sisters or whatever. Like seven sisters, nine sisters? I think it's nine sisters. They're not Sith. They're Force users who are witches. And even called. Kylo Ren is a Darth. They have some sort of like connection to the Force that's more like magic than... Well, I mean, it's a bit weird to call it magic. It's a fantasy thing. Yeah, General Snoke is a Force user. Snoke? Yeah. Well, that's that's much later. That's friggin'. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is that you're right about the Force users not being. There's only ever two Sith. Yeah. That's the whole thing. But there was. But Darth Maul wasn't technically a a Sith. No. One of the one of those guys. Well, no, he could have been a Sith because you've got at the time you've got Darth Plagueis was the was Palpatine's Palpatine's teacher, and he was Padawan to Darth Plagueis, and then was he? Yeah, he was. Oh, he, was he? Have you not read the canon books? Yeah, you're not. It doesn't the matter. They're canon. They're canon. If it's not in the film. If it's not in the film. So Darth Plagueis was... Plagueis. Uh, Darth, Darth Plagueis was Darth Sidious's, who was Emperor Palpatine, who was his his teacher. And then Darth, uh, Emperor Palpatine had Darth Vader, who he groomed as Anakin. Emperor Palpatine had Count Dooku and Darth Maul. Yeah, but Count Dooku was... Former Jedi turned to the dark side. Oh, yeah, and he was Lord. his Padawan at one point, wasn't he? Technically, he was his buddy. Yeah, but fun. he was in the role of pretending to be the Sith Master. Yeah. So they didn't know about the Emperor. I always forget that Force Unleashed, Starkiller isn't a clone at the beginning of that. Mm. Force Unleashed 2, he's a clone. Is it? Or is he? Uh, that was the other thing. It was like, are you a clone or have I just wiped your memory? Well, he dies at the end of the Force Unleashed. Ah, does he? Spoilers. Does he? Who cares? The game's yeah. shit. No, uh, see, that's the thing. I wanted those games to be more like what I hope Jedi Fallen Order is like. Where Jedi like, Fallen Order is good, though. It does seem like it wants you to jump back to the planets every now and again and yeah. all this. I've only a few planets in, but it's been fun. Gonna go, I've gone to Kashyyyk now. Who's your favourite Jedi? It's got, um, it's got like, AAA action movie moments. Is it? <laughs> yeah, you have, like, the bit when you go to Kashyyyk, you have to climb your way onto an AT-AT. <laughs> like Shadow of the Colossus style, you climb way up it, it's all covered in vines and chicks, it's on it's on Tatooine and Kashyyyk. And then you break into it on the inside and kill some guys from the inside of the fish thing, and then you're piloting it. And then a guest star turns up that I wasn't expecting. A big guest star. It was nice to see. Hmm. You'll see. Okay. Yeah. But um yeah. It's, Darth it's, Maul probably. Yeah, no, it's not Darth Maul. Not fuck Darth Maul. He's dead by that point. No, he's only got robot legs. Because <laughs> spider legs. Can't believe that's canon now. I can't believe these in solo. I hope they at least come up with a different <laughs> excuse. Because uh, just him appearing there, fine. Because we don't technically know if Rebels is meant to be canon or not yet. Yeah. Until the characters turn up and they say, "Hey, here's some adventures we've had." I'm not classing it as canon. Um, I, Darth Maul's 
revival is the dumbest fucking shit. It's almost as dumb as when that planet lands on Chewie. Or when there's the side story where they travel to another galaxy and it's Indiana Jones. <laughs> that was a thing. I, I want the new movie, I want it to be more like a horror movie where like they're still using... So the Emperor's what fucked you think up. at the end, of, right, the end of the Star Wars saga, they're going to go turn to horror? Not like pure That's... horror, but I'd like, I'd like it to be some horror elements. <clears throat> like I'd like it to be that the, the Emperor fucked off. And he, clones, man. And that's what I mean. Like, I want it to be that he's just repeatedly been cloning people, I and think like he's cloning all those eight things for. Yeah, and like I think that I think they should make a note to say that the cloning, whilst we make copies upon copies upon copies from this DNA, we've degraded it, mm. so they're coming out and they're not quite right. And there's like there's like, like alien resurrection. Yeah, no, 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 not that bad. But I mean, like, not that bad. But I mean, like, there are some that are coming out, and like maybe a couple have like some some low latency force powers. Or like some of them, some of them are coming out and they've got like they've got like a fucked up arm. But instead, of the emperor like getting rid of them, they can't afford to waste the troops. Yeah. So they've just armored it and then gone like you've got like this massive fuck off arm and he's like a big mutant. And he's just like got like a fucking. That's true. Why are you making? Why are you oh, trying to make it so like good. some shit video game? No, but it would be so fucking good because because you imagine like you you've got the fallen order and stuff like that and like no sorry you've got. You've got everything that we've seen so far in the last Jedi and things like that. It's like oh, they're stormtroopers, but they're a different color, and then you've got like. Phasma was Phasma was meant to be this cool badass, and then she just blew up. Uh, and, has she? <laughs> and like, I'm 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 fine with stormtroopers. Like, stormtroopers are fine. It's just what I want is I want the emperor to be like a dying. I want it to be like soulless dying. I want it to be the old guard, and I want Kylo Ren to see what he is basically doomed to become. And mm-hmm. I want like the fucking the army he's got to represent his like broken soulless. Like, I want it to be degrading like him. And I think that, that'd be a fucking beautiful wish. Because you imagine... Well, I'm like, going to find out on Thursday if yeah. I have the money to go see it. I'm probably going to go to see it in Holland. Uh, <laughs> you have subtitles under it. Yeah. I've got a day free on, like, Saturday. watched a film in a foreign country. Yeah. In cinema. yeah they put subtitles under it. I, mean, I bought a copy of Super Troopers on DVD in well, Portugal. I saw, I saw Cabin in the Woods and um, Prometheus in, right. in Sweden. I might go see Cats. I might get really high yeah. and go see Cats. Yeah. Uh, really <laughs> oh, God. That film's <laughs> nonsense. People are going to be amazed at how little bot sense it makes cats no make. Sense. I just want to see Idris Elba be the cat man of my dreams. Mm. Anyway, you've got to review your last thing. You I do have to review my last thing. You probably haven't even don't even know what it is, do you? I do. TV. I've been oh. watching some TVs. Oh. And you've been watching Crisis on Infinite Earths, haven't you? No. I've watched all of it. No, you haven't watched all of it because the last two parts haven't come on yet. The next year. I've watched all of the stuff that's been on so far. Do you want me to talk about it? No. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about Rick and Morty, season four, episodes one through five. Oh, really? Oh, you know. Rick and Morty was back! Pickle Rick! Wubba lubba dub dub. Wubba lubba dub dub. Um, okay, so Rick and Morty, the first five episodes of this season have come out and they're separating out because they're taking some time creatively to do the new ones. Um, and it's going too slow, fucking slow. It's been fine. It's been fine. It's not like. It's not super great. It's not terrible. It's Rick and Morty. So some idiot out there will write me an essay about how fucking incredible it is and how I've missed all the subtext. You have to be very intelligent to get the humour. Fucking morons. But <laughs> yesterday, yesterday in America, they aired the final episode of those five. So I watched it this morning, and it's it's phenomenal. It's been the best episode of the series. Mm. Um, and I'm going to talk about that more than I talk about the other ones because in my mind, the other ones have sort of semi blurred together, kind of escaped me in terms of how how they were set up and what was going on. I just, they, nothing about them stuck out as anything that we wouldn't have had in other seasons. Whereas this has been a very strange thing to see from a, from, from a 
so from a mainstay TV series that a lot of people watch, they essentially made a foreign film. Oh. So the setup is that Rick and Morty are in space. They're going on a long space adventure. As they're coming back, Rick basically says, oh, we've got a flat tyre. Morty's like, how do you get a flat tyre in space? And he goes, there's everything in space. The whole idea is there's everything in space. So we can get a flat tyre. And he's like, oh, it's weird that the car acts like it's on the road when you've got a flat tyre in space. And he goes, oh, that's because I've got it set up to do that as like an ironic thing. It's either that or have a celebrity voice and he press the button, Christopher Walken's voice says some shitty messages. It's just like, just turn it all off. <laughs> so he goes out and he fixes it and Morty gets bitten by a space snake, which is a snake in a full little snake um, astronaut outfit with like a bubble head mm. and it bites Morty and then he smacks it, breaks its mask and it dies. Oh. And Morty gets poisoned and then Rick has to make him like a snake venom antitoxin and change him back. And then, and then something interesting happens. The, we- the episode just, instead of it following them from that point, basically, Morty has to struggle with the guilt of having killed this female space astronaut, which was them reaching out to the stars, and he can't. Yeah. So he goes to a pet store, buys another snake, another female snake, paints some lines on it to make it look like the snake he killed, shoves it into the astronaut suit, and drops it on the snake planet <laughs> to be like, they'll never know. <laughs> and this is... So they already set up before this that there is snake jazz. So yeah. this this it's a world of snakes that have somehow evolved to have the ability to space travel. They have lived life essentially like humans have on our planet, and they're reaching out to the stars. And Rick and Morty doing this simple act of what he thinks is kindness, which he thinks is prepared. You then follow that snake landing on the snake planet without subtitles, hmm. without any indication, just through hisses and movements of these snakes. You know the story of the snake landing. They study it to try and work out what's wrong with it because obviously you can't speak snake <laughs> yeah. anymore. And, and it's you, have you seen Arrival? No, oh, what the, the Amy Adams film? With, yeah, uh, no, I haven't seen that yet. Okay, oh, so the snake. There's a scene where a snake slivers into a university hall full of snakes whilst the snake writes on a chalkboard <laughs> with a little collar upturned, and he sees the professor and he's like, and the professor's like. Oh no, I'm needed. So they bring in this professor to try and learn the language of the snake that's come back mm. from, and they, they end up falling in love. Oh. <laughs> which has repercussions around the entire snake world. And then it cuts back to Rick and Morty, and it turns out that in the future, the snakes invent time machines and send back robot snakes to kill Morty, because he's fucked up their entire timeline. Oh, Morty, the twat. And it turns into a play on Terminator. So Rick ends up having to invent time travel, which he's avoided doing in every episode because they think it's boring. It's a boring trope. He invents time travel so that he can go back in time into the 80s and give a bunch of snakes in the 80s the ability to time travel with snake math. They then go and kill Snake Hitler. (laughs) That causes further repercussions in the future. Stop the snake from biting Morty in the first place. I don't know. Because that'd be too easy. I'll just go, Morty, don't do this stupid thing. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, And so it just turns into this. It's every trope about space. uh, It's every trope about like an alien planet and like interference and all this other stuff. So it's like 
the whole of the Star Trek, um, you know, the do not disturb sort of, what was it? The Prime Directive. Prime Directive, God's yeah. So you kids today. So don't the Star, know Trek, Star Prime Trek Prime Directive and not messing with society. I know they than... treat the Prime Directive as a joke on Star Trek nowadays in the yeah. films and the game. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah, but it means something. Don't touch anything. All right. Kirk had respect for the Prime Directive. They'd get costumes it's, it before is, they went onto a planet. It's honestly, it's the most enjoyable episode of Rick and Morty I've seen. Mm. all five. Mm. And it's just phenomenal. Like, I can't, I can't think of another program where I've seen an episode that is like the only other thing that I can think of off the top of my head is the episode of Master of None, where it's done. There's like a segment where it's completely done in sign language. Mm. It's just two people talking in sign language, and that's the whole episode. And there's no, no one talks. It's there's no music. It's just two people talking in sign They're language. Talking in sign language, and it's fucking incredible. And this kind of has a similar effect. It's not quite. It's not quite up there, because again, I know you have to be super smart to get Rick and Morty, mm. but um, it's not quite up there. There is a nice beeline, uh, basically Jerry's trying to hang some lights, and he falls off the ladder, so Rick uses a ray that reduces down his chemical mass so these lights are than air, so he floats. Mm. Um, but then he makes his shoes heavier than air, so they basically keep him on the ground. And and he's going around, like, hopping around the place like he's on the moon, having a great time. And he challenges some people to basketball, and he trips and knocks one of his own shoes off. So he just starts floating really <laughs> gradually in the air. And he, he has a conversation with Rick, and it's probably one of the best conversations Jerry's ever had. And he goes, he goes, here's the deal. If I get you to come save me, then I'm admitting that you're better than me. But if I die because of your reckless mistakes, then they'll finally see that you're a reckless arsehole. But if I save myself... Mm. Win win. Mm. So he's tied his trousers whilst it's raining to fill him with rain to try and lower himself to the ground. Oh and eventually he has enough weight to lower himself down, and he just grabs a bunch of rocks and puts them over his feet to keep him in place. And he calls Rick to tell him, and then and then he goes to a bar holding this giant rock, and he's just like, "Can I please just have a sprite light?" And is anyone an Uber driver? And the person behind the bar goes, we don't like people carrying rocks around this place. Drop the rock. What is it? Your girlfriend. He's like, no, I just really want a Sprite. And she's like, she's like, drop the rock. And he goes, if I drop the rock, I'm going to float off. And the camera zooms out and he goes, and I've noticed you've got a lot of ceiling fans in here. <laughs> and it's like, these bikers come over and go, drop the fucking rock. And he drops it. And he's just like pimple, and he just ends up being in the exact same position, just floating up to the air. Nice. It's just great. It is, it, like I said, it's the best episode they've had this series. Like the other episodes, they're fine. Um, I just can't think of anything to stand out. And this was, this has been the first one that I've watched it once before going to work. Mm. And then halfway through the day, I'm like, oh, fuck it, I've got a break. I might as well watch it. You haven't even gone to work for like three I work weeks. From home. I work from home. Go to work. I work from home. Go to work. You fucking I can something. work from home. They can't. I can't. I do really well. I'll tell you off. Um, you get a warning. But yeah, like I said, the series has been fine. This is a standout. I've really enjoyed this. Mm. There are other episodes that are worth watching. It's just, off the top of my head, this is the only one where I've been excited to see it again. It's been just great. Yeah. The fans are still insufferable twats. Like. Yeah, they are completely insufferable twats. And I can't, I don't want to give a score because I haven't seen the whole of the series. It could be good dropouts also on the next five yeah. episodes. But of the five I've seen, the fifth episode is just fucking up there it's Ooh. it is some of the best TV I've seen in a while Ooh. and Crisis is fine as well 
Yeah. John Cryer is really good as Lex Luthor. Yeah, I've been telling people that, and no one freaking goes, oh, freaking Alan. He's really good as Lex Luthor, although I don't like his turn. Brandon Ralph back as Superman is fucking great. Yeah. Didn't you watch Super? You didn't watch Supergirl? No, I did no. He was great as Lex Luthor. Yeah. Because the whole thing is, then you're watching him, is oh, that's Alan from Two and a Half Men. God, he could be really creepy. No, he's he's <laughs> good really this. menacing. One like, of the only things that like really annoys me is that he goes like to Lex Luthor level evil. Yeah, yeah. But instead of Supergirl, instead of like people in this being like, I'm just gonna break your neck because there are Supermen in the Crisis on Infinite yeah, Earth yeah. that should just be like, all right, well I'm just gonna laser vision through your eyes. They just sort that. of let him get on, and that really irri- it really irritates me because as the as a, I, don't, I don't know how much you know Wasn't about. he carrying around the book with him the whole time? So which? basically he's stolen the anti-monitor's book. Yeah, they're not going to be able to stop him while he's got that. Well, he can rewrite anything. Hmm. But he's been going through all of the Earths and basically wiping out every version of Superman in the planets before they get destroyed, hmm. just for shits and gigs. Which is how the Smallville thing comes in, which yeah. is the really nice cameo from Tom Welling. Yeah. Where you find out that that Superman gave up his powers years ago. Yeah. Because he didn't want to be Superman anyway. He just wanted to have kids and live on his farm. And he just... He just fucking went, no. Didn't his mum become president in those? Because Lex became president. She was his VP. But it was Lex Luthor Sr. Not Lex Luthor Jr. I can't remember. I didn't watch Smallville. It was Did you shit. Not? I liked Smallville. Smallville was alright. today. Smallville was fine. Yeah, Smallville. Yeah, some shit versions of heroes, you know. Had some really good... It's Doomsday. It's a guy with a couple of rubber horns stuck it on was, him. It was Starkiller. That's who yeah, played Sam him. Whitworth. Sam Whitworth. Yeah. I liked his cameo in... Did you watch the Funhouse video where they did The Phantom Menace? And it had James Willems... No, not James Willems. Oh, it's James Willems, isn't it? Hey. In Funhouse. I don't know. I don't watch Funhouse. Yeah, Patrick it's, it's Elise Willems. It's Elise Willems and James Willems. But James Willems is also James... Movie person. That's Patrick Willems. It's Patrick Willems. Okay, cool. All right, I'm losing my mind. This moment. But he dressed up as Darth Maul to play the old Phantom Menace game for the yeah. PlayStation 1. And at the end, they have a little cameo from Sam Whitworth. He's just got his hands on his shoulder and he goes, you were a good Darth Maul. And he's like, he's like thank you. Mm. <laughs> and they had a recent one where... And Sam Whitworth does the voice of the Emperor. Yeah, yeah he does things. now. Apparently people don't like him doing it, but I think it's fine. It's just the Emperor, isn't it? I think it? Russ Marquand's done the voices as well. I'll he does what, voices though, for everything. I'll tell you what, is. though. Get, um, get, um, get uh, Red Letter Media get, um, what, Mike? Yeah, get Mike to do it. It's get bad. rich. Yeah, get rich. Um, but they had a recent one where they had the kid who plays Cal. Hmm. And they had him, and at least was dressed up as as Han Solo and Carbonite. It's <laughs> just a rubber, a rubber slab of a head sticking out, painted grey. Hmm. And he's like, I think you did great, at least. <laughs> yeah. Some of the names they pull in for Funhouse is quite good. They got, they got that money. Well, they got Rooster Teeth, haven't they? Yeah. Is Rooster Teeth still around? Yeah. Uh, and you've got to remember that... Um, I what's thought they all name? collapsed. Uh, no, Rooster Teeth's still going strong. They've got their own website where they yeah. do like their own thing. But yeah, uh, but they, the the uh, owner of that, Bernie, he's really good friends with um, what's his name, the guy who played Shazam, Zach, Zach Braff. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, go play Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> what's his name? Um, Zachary Taylor Lord from. Home Improvement. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> little kid from The home kid who had... Didn't he have an episode where he had HIV or cancer? No, in Home Improvement. That's, yeah, that's yeah Home Improvement had an episode where one of the kids had cancer. No, oh, I hope he did. I hope he died. He didn't. He played four in a straight-to-DVD movie. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. I've seen that. Yeah. It's a horror movie. Zachary Ty Bryan. That's there you go, yeah. He was also in Fast and the Furious 3, oh, Tokyo Drift. Oh. Do you remember at the beginning? The best Tokyo Drift. At the beginning, he's like, he's like, Hey there, other child actor who got into this film. 
I'm playing a teenager. Mm. <laughs> He's playing, playing a 45-year-old high school student wearing a letterman jacket. Oh, dear. Uh, so you're done with your... Yeah, yeah. I just Rick and Morty. Yeah, like I said, like, I mean, I can't Memes. think of... Um, it is it is literally the only episode that I've I've enjoyed enough to watch again. Mm. And I remember the last season I did watch most of the episodes they were a rewatch. Um uh, just because last season it felt I think it was probably just because it felt more God, there's another seven seasons or something, didn't they say? What are you doing now? I'm just quickly having a look. Oh yeah, the old man and the old man and the sea is another good one, but like most of them are just uh most of them are just a bit so yeah, the old man in the seat and, and Rattle Star Rick Ta- Rick Lactica is the one that was on last night. Yeah. Um, Claw and Horda was like a weird one about dragons. One for over the Cuckoo's Morty was. Does it? Is it well? What? I don't know. You're whispering. You're staring at your phone instead of talking for the podcast that we're supposed to be doing. Maybe yeah. saying words. But yeah, so all in all, it's been like a couple of episodes that really stand out, and then the rest is just there. Silent patch. You and your yeah. Sorry, sorry, talk. sorry. All right. Well, that's my review. My last is review. It? Yeah. 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 Force Unleashed one and two. Solid six out of ten. Yeah. Play, play them. Play them nah. if you get a chance. Nah, play them on PSP. Oh. PSP is the best way to play them because they have a level where you get to play as Luke Skywalker. Oh. Yeah, get on the console ones. No. Yeah. Yeah, is there anything that you you gonna get over the next couple of weeks? Anything you're looking forward no, to? No, I ain't got money. You gonna play? Are you gonna play um, Goose Game when it's on the Game Plus? Maybe. Are know. we gonna do our best of the year next time? Probably. Yeah, it's the best of our year, best of the year next time. Literally, <gasps> we'll be on the thirtieth. Oh, best of the year! I'm gonna vote for us. It'll be the 29th. I think we've been the best of the year. Oh, especially you, Alan. That sounds biased. That's almost as biased as having an award ceremony and giving awards to the games that you're in. He didn't. It went to Sekiro, all right? It wasn't Death Stranding. Nobody likes Death Stranding. Well, freaking Jeff Keighley plays the main character in Sekiro. Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays Sekiro. He, he, recognizes- he Sekiro. does like a really yeah. racist Japanese guy voice. Yeah. yeah. Hello! Like Sean Connery. I in, am um, Sekiro! In that James Bond film. Where I am blessed, Oh yeah! <laughs> no, Jeff Keighley's notoriously racist. It's just is all, he? Yeah, he's yeah, just notoriously yeah, racist. Yeah, yeah. That's why he ran in just now and did the impression of a samurai. Yeah, that was Jeff Keighley. That's that. Jeff Keighley that did that. Yeah, special guest star. If you listen really carefully, you can hear him telling, reminding us that he knows Hideo Kojima. Yeah, that's how he's not racist. Yeah. He knows a Chinese guy, Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> Jeff, you prick! Why did you say Chinese as if I was saying it? <laughs> See when this channel comes really big, I'm gonna have to write apology letters. I said, I said, I said the other day to someone, I was like, I was like, some medium. I said, apologising. I said the other day, I, I was talking to someone, I was like, I was like, I've considered running, running in some sort of political aid or just getting involved in politics a bit more because I like politics. And and then I said. Oh, I could never do that. <laughs> There's literally hours of me being a prick on the internet. <laughs> Even if I turn around and say to people, oh, I'm playing a character. Like, there's an episode that starts with me praising the Nazis. <laughs> I mean... Well, that's how you get ahead nowadays. That's, that's how you get ahead nowadays. Yeah. 
a grand high promotion. Every week with Theresa May celebrating the first woman MP, who ignoring also that massive anti-Semite, and loved Hitler, really liked he Hitler. Hitler. He was the solution to the Jewish problem. Yeah, that was a. Quote. There's a statue for her now. Also, she wasn't even the first MP. First woman MP. She wasn't. Was she? No, there was another one before her. There was a Scottish MP that was voted in. Oh, that doesn't count as Scottish. No, no, there was a Scottish MP that was voted in, and she refused to go to the House of Parliament. Yeah. And then at some point they arrested her so she couldn't go anyway. And like she literally campaigned to have women able to enter the Houses of Parliament and there was like loads of issues about it. Yeah. And and the only reason the Conservative MP that Theresa May was praising was... Because she loves Nazis. She's a fucking Nazi! She goose-stepped her way right in there. Anyway, you're done. Oh, I'm never you done. You wasted like ten, 10 hours. Okay, well, you can find Anne at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter yeah, and the more important thing is... It. The more important thing is that you can find Anne on YouTube under under uh, Mellow Gaming. Anne, how many followers do you have on YouTube? Um, what? How many fo- how many how many followers do you have on YouTube? Followers, subscribers, subscribers. Eight hundred forty-seven. Shit, so close to a thousand. If you can get mm. him there, feel free to follow. On your you are the major. most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube. Maybe we know Probably that. Not. No, you are the most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube. Uh, fucking um, Aaron Hansen or someone's going to make a channel. Called I Mellow also Gaming. have YouTube. I'm Critapocalypse. I do not post there, but if you follow Ant's videos, I'm sometimes in them. Sometimes. Mm. Special guest star We live together, and I am so rarely in your videos. Yeah, it's for the best. <laughs> I think so. I'm. I'm you a, a podcast. podcast. I do this every couple of weeks. Podcast is your thing. I know. Paul gets the occasional let's play, and I'm meant to be scripting, writing stuff. I got too much on my plate. You do. You're a multifaceted man. I'm a multimedia empire. I am. Yeah, you're running it into the oh. ground. Yeah. I'm running into I'm the gonna ground. I'm going to be like Harvey Weinstein when I grow up. You're trying to dig around the Pretending damage I caused. to be ill. Yeah. Anyway. That fucking rapist. Oh, and you can also find me on Twitter. He thinks women should thank him. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, get in the no, sea. No, no, no. It wasn't Literally the quote. get in the sea. The quote was, um, I think women should pat me on the back for what I've done for them. And then the writer of Chernobyl, his tweet were, his tweet with that was, yeah, they should pat you on the back with a ballpoint hammer, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, that. Like, yeah. like, I can't believe he went to that comedy club. He had the gall to go to that comedy club. And that woman went, has anyone else survived sexual abuse? Because I have. And he's here. I'd be like, I, you just, every comedian after that should just go up on stage and go like, so hands up if you're a rapist, Harvey. Harvey? Harvey, I don't Harvey? see your hand going up there. I don't see your hand going up. You're just gonna, just, just pop up in the Put air for me. Put your hand up, Harvey. Go. Oh, oh, I see we're in. Harvey, what do you say when people are mean to you on the internet, Harvey? <laughs> Hello, oh. you cunts. I see what this is. You're don't in one say of the- bad things about Harvey. <laughs> I see what you, I see Jordan's what it is. daughter, son. <laughs> I see what it is, Mr. Weinstein. You're in one of the seven stages of grief, aren't you? Denial. Yeah, that doesn't hold up in court. Anyway, sexual yeah, Your head's disappearing into your shirt. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Your seventh chin is like quivering. <laughs> like Dana Carvey. When Tell us again how you helped clerks get made, mm. you lying fuck. Anyway. Yeah. Say goodbye to the children. Bye, everyone. Bye, children. Trump Don't say and Boris cunt. Johnson. Fuck children. <sighs> Bye. Bye.